if I was an onerous, tyrannical government, I'd do it. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, December 9th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 468. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the soccer-killing fields of Gitmo Nation Lowlands in Amsterdam in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I wait and wait to do the show, and here I am, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackbottom Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> I hate it. I just hate it. I really hate it, okay? I really hate, hate, hate it. How you doing there in Europe? Yeah, I'm really, I'm re- I hate it. I hate it. I cannot stand when whatever happens, I'm on this crappy ass mobile setup. That just, it's, it sounds like poop in my head. It's just, it's horrible. I'm not well today. I'm very, very you annoyed. Sure, you sure it's the, the sound? <laughs> no, there could just be poop in my head. But it's just like, you know, I'm... I guess what I'm going to have to we we spent uh, at least 20 minutes before the show trying to make it so that John couldn't hear himself feeding back. When I'm talking now, I I sound so distorted in my headphones. I don't know if it's if we're even recording properly. And then oh. and on top of that, because of the way this little miniature desk is set up, it is uh too far away for me to see without my glasses, but too close to, for me to see with my glasses. So I can't actually read anything. Sounds comedic. It's not comedic. So where are you? The same place that you were on? No, 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 no. No, we've... um, Okay, update. 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 Wait a minute. We've got an update. Here's the update. So we're we're in our own place now. And uh, I have to say, uh, producers, human resources, all extremely, extremely nice. Very, very helpful. I've really done a great job. You know what? I got to turn this down. This this, it, this can't be right. This this gotta be. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to. The, damn. Fuck. Sorry. I just get so frustrated. And can someone on the stream just tell me if my voice is distorted or not? Because all I hear is here. I'll tell you. Here's what it sounds like in my headphone, John. That sounds like a loose connection. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good imitation of a loose connection. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it sounds like in my headphones right now. <laughs> that was good. So you sound really good, but I sound like... Oh, that sounds... I think that's just fine. That's fantastic. Okay, so, um, no. Uh, everyone has been really nice, uh, been very, very kind. Uh, everyone's offered us uh, varying from you can sleep in my car to you can Don't sleep they have in- to... up in, in Holland, don't they have to do that just to, by law? What to be nice? Be nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a prerequisite. Um, people have offered, uh, you know, their sped bedrooms. Um, a lot of people very um, saddened by the fact that I was so harsh on Rotterdam. <laughs> Apparently, we have a lot of listeners in the Rotterdam area who were like, uh, "Okay, well, you probably don't want to hang out with us." <laughs> you know, I was. Uh when I took my 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 grand tour of uh, Holland with Yan uh, Ailman of uh, Servoy, yeah, who took me all over the place with it, and we spent a lot. To, went to a couple of Rotterdam restaurants and hung out there for a day. Yeah, I thought it was a fine town. Well, yeah, it is, but it's not Amsterdam. If you're from Amsterdam, then you know it's, it, I know my way around here. Well, anyway, so 
we're in our own place. We've rented a place, and it's very, it's very, very small for two uh, tall people. Um, but it, it low ceilings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. It has low ceilings, uh, very narrow doorways. Um, it's 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 not alt. It's not it's not home. It sounds like it's from the 1600s. <clears throat> yes, a 1690. I'm sure. Um, you know, it's like it's not home. Everything is just a little. It's just we're getting used to stuff. On top of that, Mickey is now at the emergency room. Uh, with some kind of infection, some bladder infection or some crap. It's like, this is not good. This has not been a good week. <coughs> no wonder you're so uptight. You know, you know when you, if, if you have a bladder infection and you don't know it, you know what happens? You get really, really sick. Yeah, you throw up. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I or- had a bladder infection about 25 years ago. Uh, men get them too, or his urinary tract or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And you get sick as a dog. Your stomach oh. hurts, and you're throwing up, and you can't figure out what it is. You go to the doctor, and then they, you know, <laughs> exactly. And they give you something. Exactly. Mickey's like, and then they give you a pill, and you're good. Yeah, I know. But so Mickey's like, you know, I don't feel so good. I'm like, wait a minute. I show up, and now you don't feel good. She's been so sick, and and we can't figure it out. And then you know, she texts me before the show starts. Says, oh yeah, it's I have a bladder infection. Well. But don't you know with a bladder infection, you know, like normally, doesn't it burn a burning sensation? Well, apparently, it doesn't have to be that way. No, that's that's the irony. Yeah. So the poor girl has been deathly ill. You know, I've been schlepping her around. And anyway, so uh, we'll be much better by tomorrow. I uh, hope. <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, it's like, it's really weird to be in, uh, in the Netherlands for a number of reasons. One of which is... Um, yeah, I'm not. I I can't get used to the paparazzi thing. It's like I'm not They're interested. Still going on? Oh, it's like I'm I not- should have tipped them off early when you went over there, and I maybe picked up some coin for the show. <laughs> well, you should have picked up some coin. This is what I can't believe you didn't even think of that. Uh, we like, did, but then we just didn't yeah. have. I don't have the wherewithal. I don't look. Look at you, paparazzi out there. Hey, yeah. I'll tip you off on where this guy is. Give me some contact information and what you'll pay. Uh, they don't seriously, pay. The John is, at Dvorak dot org. The thing is, they don't pay crap. They don't pay anything. Oh, I would have. Well, I'll take those hundred bucks. Is I'll go. I'm good to go. Well, that, you can probably get a hundred. That's for sure. So anyway, so, so wait, wait. Let me get this straight. Yeah. So you step outside to go to the store. No, uh, some douchebag with a camera taking your picture. Well, worse, it's like I'm 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 bringing my wife who is not feeling well. You know, she looks like death. So she looks over. like crap. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is, and women don't like their picture <laughs> taken when they're not looking good. This whole thing has been very very stressful, very stressful. And of course, there's also like a million people. Like you know, now now everyone knows we're here. It's like my family's like, well, thanks for not calling. It's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, just put you in. A, yeah. Oh. You should have got. You should have picked up Mickey immediately and gone right straight to Vienna. <laughs> well, uh, the, when I, I got some places. By the way, I've, I've no, I know, I know, cool I, places. I really appreciate that. But she's been ill. Okay, so so she's at, she actually just texted me. She's getting whatever uh, medication. She'll be coming home. Uh, I couldn't even take her to the to the emergency room myself because of the show. You know, mm-hmm. So anyway, so the paparazzi thing is kind of annoying. Um, but there are a couple of things I have noticed here in uh, in the Netherlands that are um, disturbing. The the number one thing, you know, where if you're even if you're in New York City and you're walking down the street, it's a busy street, and someone bumps into you, what's going to happen? Well, generally they say sorry or right, something. Exactly. Here, nothing. 
half the people well, are people zombified. People just bumping into each other, not they're, saying anything. They're zombified. They bump in. So I, you know, someone like really bumped into me, and they just kept walking. And I, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And these people, I, it's and now it's not everybody, but it's a large amount of people who are walking on the street here are zombies, certified. I'm just like, wow. They don't care. They're just they're just walking through people. They have this this thousand yard stare on them. It's really frightening. Then you got the other half of the people who apparently have no job. They're just sitting in the cafes all day. I can't. The, the cafes are filled on Friday. Like, well, do, do these people have no job? No, all day. Yeah, they're just sitting in the cafes drinking. I mean, coffee. You know, like coffee, tea, having a tea. Having a beer, they got nothing to do. It's, it's, it's disturbing. It sounds hilarious. It's very, very. It's surreal, is what it is. It really is. And and I don't know if I've ever seen it like this. It's just there is something. There's something going. And now there is a lot of, of course, you know, they're in the middle of in the middle of austerity here. Uh, and you know the t- the TV news. Besides, you know, everyone talking about the, uh, uh, you know, about a lack of respect. In general, in the uh, in society, as they say, well, if they're bumping into you, not saying "excuse me" or "sorry" or well, something. Well, this, well, this is what's interesting because the reason that so the big topic of the day is respect because these uh, you know three or now maybe four, fifteen, sixteen-year-old little soccer players kicked this uh, uh, this referee to death, and everyone's like, "There's just no respect in the uh, in society." Like, yeah, no kidding. And then you get this this zombification on the street thing. It's like, wow, this is very very intense. And maybe I don't know if it's just the lowlands or if it's other places in uh, in Europe. You know, we, well, hopefully we'll, we can travel around a bit and find out. But in the middle of the austerity stuff, people are, you know, it's funny to see how how the uh, the government is just telling them that you're slaves and shut up and pay more taxes and that everyone's. Uh, Health insurance is going up. Oh, by the way, not like our health insurance is covering Mickey going to the emergency room. That was funny. He's like, okay, honey, I've learned one thing. We've got to call the insurance before you go. Okay. And everywhere, on the card, on the website, call 1-800-frickin'-frickin'-blue. You can't call an 800 number from overseas. Yeah, they should have the alternative number on there. No, do not have it. Do Do not have it. That's a good one. And then you call, it's like... Well, we're just the weekend uh, guys. You know, we don't have your uh, dossier. In fact, no one you call will actually have your dossier for your own privacy, of course. So what you're going to have to do is you're just going to have to pay for everything. And then uh, we're going to send you a claim form. And, uh, well, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, then uh, you might get something reimbursed. What is this, Obamacare? Well, uh, doesn't she have a, a Dutch passport? Yeah, but it doesn't give you uh, doesn't give you insurance. There's there's no national insurance here. You have to, you know. Oh, I thought there was. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, so no. it's the same scam they're pulling on us. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's 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 worse. In fact, what's happening here is exactly what's going to happen uh, in the states. You know, where first it's all like it's all groovy and all good, and you think it's it's righteous, and now everyone's getting screwed. Now you have to pay more according to how much you make. I mean, the whole it's 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 not okay here. It's not. You know, okay. talking about that. So in so this week in San Francisco, the board of supervisors decided, and I, I or I guess it was Muni in San Francisco. They decided. You know, we we think that it's unfair. 
that seniors get a discount and students get a discount. It should it should be done on the basis of income. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you should have cheaper fares for low income <laughs> and higher fares for people who are really loaded, who normally wouldn't be taking the idiotic bus. So essentially, anyone who could afford not to take the bus can will now not be able to afford to take the bus. So when you get on the bus, there's going to be a bunch of literally poor people going around on the bus because it's damn near free, and they'll be just living in the bus. Instead of being homeless, they'll be <sighs> yeah. in the bus. Well. And that's the thing. And they think this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. The world is, when I, when, you know, when I'm, I really have to sit down and calm myself sometimes because I'm like, in all my 48 years, I don't think I've ever felt about the world, you know, I mean, maybe it's because of December 21st. Maybe, in fact, I'd prefer the whole thing just end on the 21st. December please, 21st. Just end it. Just put us out of our misery, please. This is horrible. This is no way to live. <laughs> December twenty first. <laughs> yeah, you know when the when the Mayan calendar ends. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I think it's part of the just the depression cycle, the the forty year cycle where we have a depression which began, of course, in two thousand eight, a little early, six months early, but it's still two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand nine. And I've always you know, I guess, well, what causes this what causes the depression, you know, with the economic depression? I think it's an actual I think the depression is a good word because it I think during these cycles, people literally get, get depressed. depressed. Yeah, yeah, They don't feel like buying anything, or maybe they celebrate the holidays, and then they get depressed after the holidays, and then another year's gone by, and they haven't cleaned uh, their office. Another year's gone by, they haven't finished the cycle book. Another year's gone by, they have <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. I haven't finished the cycle book. Oh, no. Well, I'll tell you. Um it does feel, a, and you know, you have to add. Yesterday, I have, I will say, it was beautiful. It was one of those beautiful, um, cold, crisp Dutch days. You have them once every eighteen years, where the sun is shining, but it's nice and crispy, cold, and the market was there, and you know, and and everything was kind of really idyllic. And of course, you know, um, the Dutch. Have you ever seen the Dutch street organ? Have, have you ever been here when the or the street organ goes by? No. So it's um it's kind of hard. Maybe if you if you Google it, you'll see a picture of a Dutch street organ, and uh, okay, and uh, they used to literally have the uh, you know the big like almost like the piano rolls that you, that you put through, and uh, and it also controls little little figurines on the outside and like and ding and then a figurine pops out of a door and then hits a bell and it's a very 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 picturesque these big, these big giant ones. You know, I may have seen one of these things. They're the size of a of a trailer. Yeah, yeah, kind of, and they're they're narrow, but they are they are about the size of a trailer. And so these things have a very typical sound. And 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 yeah, so we're walking through. No, no. Well, that's a little more typical Dutch. And so and so we're walking through the market, which is is. I mean, the Dutch market is really nice, and you've got this cold, crisp day, and you've got the you got the really you know the the fantastic sunshine. But the thing is playing Havana Gila. I'm like, this This makes no sense. I'm not kidding. And then it played like some Turkish thing. And it's like, what? Where am I? Havana Gila from, from a Dutch organ? This is not right. It's supposed to be... Not like Havana Gila. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. and, and then today, and today it was just rain and dark. Why don't you go up to the, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Go up to yeah, the guy, well, the Oregon guy, say, can you program in Stairway <laughs> to Heaven? <laughs> Freebird, man. Play some Freebird. <laughs> Freebird. Driving me nuts. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, good news. Um, we were completely wrong about the coffee shops. Uh, you know, I thought the weed pass and everything, that that had all kind of, that, that was a, a national thing. Apparently, that was only in the south of the country. and oh, uh, Rotterdam. <laughs> no, below Rotterdam. And, and and coffee shops are still wide open for business. If you're a, uh, even if you're, a, you know, just coming over from the UK or whatever, there's no problem. You can still uh, grab your weed. Everything's all good. Oh, man, I'm hearing myself slapping back through your speakers like no one else's business. Don't worry, don't change anything. We'll just have to deal with it. Um, I'll reposition the mic. Yeah, but it's funny because you know I, I've mentioned this to a couple of people. They're like, yeah, you know, we heard about that. We heard that in America people think that you can't buy weed anymore. I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just say that. you told them that. No, that was, that, come on, that's the, that's the reporting that even I, just from what I read and what I understood, I mean that's that's yeah it's the it's a bogus reporting that we get in this country hello but it's but the bogus reporting was come coming from the Dutch media themselves okay so I'm gonna have to go out and buy a mixer and a, a preamp and all kinds of stuff I cannot live with the sound that I it, I mean I live to make this the best podcast in the universe. I live to make it sound right, and it just it, this is just so way below any any quality. Ugh. Hate my life. Oh, with that in mind, <laughs> what? So, what's new uh, besides the uh, kick death of the referee? Maybe? Okay, okay. What's yeah? What is new is um, as of. Well, first it was as of the first of the year. Now they've moved it to April. Um, but most people, so the housing market here is pretty much collapsed. And most people here, there was a real boom, a real bubble, because it's very normal in the Netherlands, or it was very normal, to get an interest-only mortgage, um, which is, I think, kind of atypical in the world. So everybody here is only paying interest, which means, you know, they got nice houses way above their means. But now the government, as part of the austerity program that has been brought to you by Brussels, has said, well, you're not going to be able to deduct that anymore. <laughs> and we're going to start that uh, January 1st. So people are, like, freaking out. Now they all have to convert to, uh, uh, to you know, to, to mortgages where you are paying for, you know, some interest, but also some of the principal. And of course, it's not like all the deduction is going away, but it is changing, and you and and so people are freaking out, and and they just you know and and no one is is changing the the pricing of their home. This is like the whole housing market is just it's not even it's just in irons. It's just not moving, and that's really hurting people because a lot of people um, you know would use the value in their homes to you know to to live and to take vacations and do all kinds of extra stuff, and so. Um, you know the Dutch. Yeah, very, it becomes a growing asset. Yeah, it's 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 a real problem, and you can really tell that people are just you know messed up over it. Well, I, just to bring it back again, the, the uh, alternative minimum tax, which is going to go to into effect for 2012 as of January 1st, 
because of these idiots that want to take us over the fiscal cliff. And I have a couple of clips of some of the idiots mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the uh, if you're one of the 30 million Americans who will be stuck with this, you will not be able to take off your uh, <clears throat> interest from your mortgage. Let me ask you a question about this fiscal cliff, because I, I did a little bit of research today. And so the reason for the fiscal cliff or the, re- the reason so that we have these taxes that, you know, these tax cuts, which are going to expire, the whole, you know, the whole thing about having more taxes in general, and it's not just taxes, but a trillion dollars in cuts and all, it just basically, is it? Is this to repay some of the $16 trillion that the United States owes? Is that why we're doing this? I just need to understand. No, no. It was originally done as a, uh, we don't want to do it. We, it was originally done as a, okay, we've got these financial problems that we have to fix. We have a debt ceiling issue that hasn't been fully resolved, which should be just eliminated, in my opinion, even though the Republicans are against that, because they're afraid the Democrats are going to spend us into oblivion, which may or may not be true. Uh, anyway, they had all these these unresolved issues. They said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We have to resolve all this. This was in 2011, by the way. We have to resolve all this. And what is going to be the impetus to resolve it? Well, uh, let, we're... But, uh, but hold on, Let me, said, but, but I'm asking a different question. Why do we have to resolve all this? It, as it turns out, of the $16 trillion that we owe, uh, or that, you know, it, only like a trillion three is owed to China, the rest is all owed to, you know, entitlements, you know, like people who think they're going to get some money when they retire, um, some Medicare crap, you know, so who cares about sick, pe- sick people? I don't see really why we're trying to do anything for them. Um, and the rest is to the, <laughs> is to the Federal Reserve, i.e. the private banks. We owe it to ourselves. We don't even. You know, I always thought we owed all this money to other countries, but it's not. We owe it, 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 it from what I can understand. It's just going to us. We're repaying yeah, most banks of the, most and of our debt, Right. Most of our debt is to ourselves. Well, then it's true. Well, then screw it. Why don't we just borrow some more from ourselves? What do we care? Hey, you're talking to the guy who thinks we should be printing more money. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm waking up to it. I'm like, this is crazy. I mean, of course, obviously, is it just the banks who are just like, hey, you know, let's screw these human resources. Let's blow these slaves. Let's just take There's all their money now. There's a bunch of bookkeepers involved that feel that, you know, this is not, this, the, the, the word is it's not sustainable. It has to be resolved sooner than later. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you what the, the genesis of the thing is. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Right, right. All I can tell you is this. Mm-hmm. If you listen to these a-holes who don't <laughs> care about anybody but themselves, yeah. but play the Sean Hannity clip. Just play the Sean Hannity. Here's a, one of the many foxholes who wants to push us over the cliff. He thinks it's a great idea. It's time that Republicans have the courage of their convictions. It is simply immoral to continue to steal from future generations with out-of-control deficits and now record debt. Now, going over this cliff to prevent the country from going bankrupt would be, under these circumstances, I argue, a very noble endeavor, a noble goal. (laughs) See, Very noble. Very noble. I can't believe you watch, and you know, that's the one thing. I'm really happy I don't have to watch any of that crap. There's no like lame ass CNN here. They got CNN International, and CNN International, all they have is like Avon commercials. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's it's disguised as a profile about Avon in South Africa, but it's essentially a, a half hour commercial. There's no Fox News. There's Comedy Central, which has. You know, reasonably recent episodes of American uh, 
comedic series and John Stewart. And this, it's just, there's, there's no, there is no news. But you can get out there and get a, the pulse of the, of the nation. Yeah. Talking about Comedy Central, mm-hmm. just as a segue. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Democracy Now! woman is in Doha at the... Uh, oh, the climate uh, The climate, the climate change yeah. thing. Yeah. And she made this funny observation, which we're talking to a couple of people she was interviewing. And, and I'm just going to leave it as it is. But play the Comedy Central observation. I think there is a, the logo of this conference is a C within another C for climate change. If they just turn the C around, it looks very much like Comedy Central, the actual <laughs> logo. And that's painful given the seriousness of this issue. Wow, that's some stellar, stellar journalistic reporting right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, this is about probably the funniest thing she's ever said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, but I think I, I I could be wrong, but I'm always sus- suspicious that somebody didn't do this on purpose. No, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> it really wouldn't. Uh, from the climate uh, like thing. Shit. Yeah, uh, there, there hasn't been uh, the only thing I saw on. Uh, on the news here about that was uh, things aren't going well. You know, there's no progress in Doha. <coughs> Don't they understand that the whole point, and by the way, that was the woman from Siemens. Oh, I wish I had a clip of that. I don't have any of my equipment here to clip stuff off of TV. The woman from Siemens who like, yeah, well, we got all kinds of great stuff that we can implement. This is another big, huge bonanza. For whatever bull crap they're going to come up with, whatever legislation of Stuff that has oh, no. to be implemented. Yes, it's just, a gouge. Oh, oh, my goodness. It really is. All right, well, that'll end it for this today's show. Well, and uh, we'll be back again on... Uh, <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good seeing you. Thursday. <laughs> no, I did... Um, let's see. I have kind of figured out the Syria thing, though. Something has changed. Something very dramatic has changed. Um, you think it has to do with Putin's injury? No. Well, it has to do with Putin, but he's not injured, or at least he's not showing it, because he is showing up in some important places. Um, let me just run through for one second here. Um, what do I have? I have, yeah, this was on, since we're talking about PBS, here's some uh, analyst on PBS joking about uh, the Russians, because it seems like we, there's been a little turn, where now, of course, we have this, you know, this fake chemical weapons scare, and even the Russians are saying, oh, well, okay, yeah, well, then might as well go in there and you know, put some boots on the ground. Where are they? Right. Secretary, Secretary Clinton has Secretary Clinton met yeah. with the, prime, the foreign minister of Russia just a couple of days ago. Uh, obviously, Russia has backed another loser, which is its uh, propensity in these things. Yeah. And- I love how on um, democracy, yeah, this is PBS, like, oh, yeah, that's very funny. Russia, they backed another loser. <laughs> and I think they even see that now. And the, 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 probably the best case scenario is that uh, there's some sort of a soft landing where Assad is, is offered an exile deal, gets out of the picture, um, and, and there's not a power vacuum created with him falling and being strung up on a lamppost. And then you start the retribution massacres, and it could really devolve into something extremely ugly. I love how, they, how it's like you start the retribution massacres. This is all this is very... They're very easy with the language about who's starting what and who's doing who. And by the way, apparently they're now eight 
400 million people in Syria who have been killed, that number changes every single second. Even after Assad goes. So the hope is Russia will finally get on board and be constructive here. We haven't, you know, and he's, uh, the foreign minister said some kind of good things, but we'll see what Russia does. What does an intervention look like? Well, if they're chemical weapons uh, used, I think intervention looks a lot like the air uh, strikes that we used in Libya and in some other places. Which makes no sense to me at all. You're going to have an intervention. You're going to bomb the chemical weapon sites. Does this seem like a good idea to you, John? <laughs> that, this seems very un, unsmart to Total me. zones over Iraq. I, th- I think you have. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, it gets better. To destroy some of those major stockpiles of chemical weapons. Yeah, we're going to destroy the stockpiles of chemical weapons. Hey, I know. Let's just blow up that stockpile of chemical weapons. What could possibly go wrong? If they start to um, lose control of them and totally the fears that Hezbollah might get their hands on a, a, a terrorist group, uh, I think you might. I like, have the, I like the new use of the word intervention. Yeah. 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 Um, oh man, I'm so loud coming back. Um, well, anyway, here's the big thing that changed, um, and this is what Putin was doing. And this is why I think the Russians are now backing off and going, you know what? You guys put uh, the Al-Qaeda's in there. You guys armed all the rebels in there. Uh, congratulations. Enjoy your time with that now because we're backing off because we, we don't need Syria anymore because we've got South Stream. Russian President Vladimir Putin was on hand to mark the start of construction of the South Stream gas pipeline, linking Russia with Europe. Gazprom, the state-run gas monopoly, will lay pipes under the Black Sea and via the Balkans. Bulgaria will act as a hub to access southern Europe, neatly avoiding problematic transit countries. We are now about to finalize a huge infrastructure project. In parallel with Nord Stream, through the Baltic Sea, South Stream, using the same system, will guarantee a sure way of delivering Russian gas to our key consumers in Europe. And this is Putin talking, obviously, with the translation. Disagreements on gas pricing with the Ukraine and Belarus has sometimes led to gas being cut off to certain regions in Europe, Now the hope is that Southern Europe will have a more dependable gas supply. So here's the big change. So they have now finally figured out how they're going to run the South Stream pipeline, which is the number one competitor to Nabucco. And if you look at the the maps and you see, now now also do we understand why Hillary Clinton was there, was in uh, the Balkans with, uh, what's No Chin's name? Uh... What's her name again? Rumpoy? No, no, no. The woman. Uh, oh, Bear, oh, Ashton. Yeah. Ashton. Ashton, so, yeah. So she, of course, was... You know, so what they were trying to do is trying to block anything Russian. They don't want any Russian pipelines coming through. Uh, now, of course, we have the gas coming from right above Georgia, which obviously explains um, the uh, commander uh, of NATO saying this. NATO, for its part, is committed to close relations with Georgia. We support Georgia's territorial integrity and sovereignty within its internationally recognized borders. Which includes, of course, uh, their economic zone of water there in the Caspian Sea, where the pipelines are going to go right near. And it also kind of explains what happened just last week 
in uh, Brussels. Serbia's ambassador to NATO has died after falling from a high-rise car park in Brussels airport. A Serbian government statement said the envoy, Branislav Milinkovic, who's 52, died instantly on Tuesday night. He was in Belgium for meetings of NATO foreign ministers. Reports suggest he may have jumped 30 feet or 10 <laughs> meters or so from the parking level. Yeah, yeah, of course he jumped. He's like, hey, I'm just going to jump here. So... They they're killing off people who, uh, who 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 were in the way. Um, we've got uh, Hillary trying to ward them off at every single pass. See, Syria has traditionally, historically, always been very very important for the entire region when it comes to energy. And so now we have who is going to supply the the gas to Europe? So we already have Russia supplying supplying most of that. But we've got the gas coming out of Egypt going up through uh, through Syria, which now we have to secure, of course, which then goes from Syria through Turkey. We have Nabucco, which is going through Turkey. Everything is now you know, going through Turkey. That is the stuff that Hillary Clinton has been working on, and that's why Syria has been so important. And I think that Putin got his whole deal. He struck whatever deal he struck. He's got his South Stream. It'll start delivering gas by 2015. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. We're not, we're not going to deal with Syria anymore. You deal with it. Congratulations. As it were, stuck holding the bag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to turn your speakers down, John. It's so fucking annoying. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I'm, I know you can barely... You're swearing at me. I'm not swearing at you. I'm sweating and I'm angry because... I'm turning it down as much just, as I can. This is no way to do a show. I can't hear myself. You're going to have to turn up the... Why don't you do the... Can you do dynamically turn up the clips? No. If I, I wish I could. If I turn up the clips, then my voice gets louder. Then it starts... No, no. I mean, in other words, play the clip without interrupting it. Yeah, but I can't change the volume. That's That's not the problem. Okay, well, whatever. No, I, I, I just have to buy a whole set of gear here. I can't do a, a month of shows like this. I'm going to kill a myself. A month? Do you think we're going to... We're not going to be home b- before the new year. This is not going to happen. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I think that is. And, and in the New York Times, there was a very interesting article. Let me just grab this for a second. Um... The New York Times is where the Obama administration, I'm just, oh, I wish I could find, why can't I find this article right off the bat? Uh, um, uh, I'll find it in a minute. The Obama administration is now blaming the delivery of weapons to Syrian opposition on Qatar. Qatar. Apparently, cut. Yeah. Which, of course, is bullcrap, because we know that the weapons essentially uh, were in Libya, and that's the whole reason why you know this, this, everything went bad in, uh, in Benghazi. And so they're saying, well, you know, we, we approved, this is why I want to find this article, uh, we approved the, uh, you know, that Qatar gave those weapons to the, uh, the opposition in Syria, because, of course, you know, we could never do that. Um, and uh, and so now, you know, we have all these groups in Syria. We don't really know who they are, and they've got all these weapons. And now we're and who and maybe they actually do have access to the chemical weapons. And now it's going to be a huge mess, and we're going to be either in the air or on the ground, boots on the ground, whatever it's going to be. Now we're stuck with it. We are literally stuck with this crap, and it's and it's it's our own damn fault. 
Looking through the Times now. Yeah, it was, I, I don't understand. I had the article here. I just can't find it. You know, maybe it's under Benghazi. Hold on. <coughs> Here it is. Um, U.S. approved weapons transfer ended up with Libyan jihadis. And then it went on to Syria. Um, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. It, it's definitely some, it's something to be seen. It's something to be read. It's just unbelievable. The Obama administration did not initially raise objections when Qatar began shipping arms to opposition groups in Syria, even if it did not offer encouragement, according to current and former administration officials. Of course, no one ever goes named in these articles. But they said the United States has growing concerns that just as in Libya, the Qataris are equipping some of the wrong militants. So this is all a hedge, you know, because they know that this is a tinderbox and it's going to blow. Russia makes out again. Yeah, I, I really think they do. And so this video um, of Putin, which you'll find in the show notes, 468.nashownotes.com, he's looking pretty healthy. And he's literally standing there. You don't know if he's the if he's the prime minister, the president, or if he's the CEO of Gazprom. And actually, he's all three, of course. And and you just see him like, hey, we're rocking it. We're going we're gonna to deliver gas to our customers. 2015, it'll be flowing right into Europe. It'll be the, what is it now, the third different pipeline they've got into Europe. And they've completely gone around the Balkans. And, uh, you know, and they're just like, screw it. We don't care. We don't care. I'm surprised they doing. haven't gone up the gut like that before. It's just kind of, I guess they have still had trouble with Georgia and well, yeah, the Ukrainians so they, hate if, them. If you, if you look at, the, uh, if you look at the, the map for the South Stream, it goes right above Georgia uh, into the Caspian Sea. Now that's not to say that it's a slam dunk that uh, that there may still not be some some trouble up that way, but I think that they're done with Syria. I really do, and I mean we'll have to see. But um, it, it, you know the Nabucco pipeline, which is as I said the competitor. I, th- th- there's no this is there's no plans. They just they're not doing it right, and all this you know it's just yeah just it, yeah it's it's Russia. <laughs> it's it's always been about Russia. It has nothing to do with the Syrians at all. Are you still alive? Looking at the map. Yeah. You see it? Yeah, it's... Uh, and they've also, they also just announced something with the Chinese. Like a better way to go. It, well, it, must totally. be just, it, it must be harder to build a pipeline through the Balkans. Well the, the, well, the well, the Nabucco idea, uh, which is the 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 European Union and uh, I guess the Texas companies, um, was you know you get your stuff from Azerbaijan, which of course is why we had the Eurovision Song Contest there. You get your oil, your uh, gas from Azerbaijan. Uh, you bring it through um, Iraq, through Syria, uh, and then you bring it up through Turkey, or you take it straight through to Turkey from uh, Iraq to Turkey. It all goes through Turkey, who, by the way, are going to become real royal pains in the ass. You know, the Turks eventually are going to say, hey, you know, we're kind of rocking it here. You know, so we just want to, you know, it's probably already started. Hey, why don't you bring us some Patriot missiles? Okay. Which are coming from the Netherlands, I might add. And they're just going to become They had a pains. commentary about Patriot missiles recently. Hmm? There's a story that was interesting because it was a Putin being quoted about the Patriot missiles, and then they pulled the story. I think it was either in USA Today or New York Times. One of these national publications had the story. Oh. I think it was USA Today. And then the whole, all the Putin stuff was pulled out for some reason. Oh, really? He was just 
essentially saying the Patriot missile is a piece of shit. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, the Turks like it. They already knew that. Gazprom talks with China about natural gas pipeline in East Asia. So that's uh, not, that's blown it the other way. Where they would it would be the Altai pipeline into China, and meanwhile, you know, the price of gas is so messed up that uh, American companies can't even you know make enough money to get it out of the ground. That's funny. Yeah. So, so I would say prediction wise, all we have to do now is just uh, sit back and watch as. Uh, as the Russians continue to build the pipelines, and we are now stuck with this huge pain in the ass that is Syria. Uh, with no upside. Just none. And, no. and even worse, I think that the chemical weapons might actually be used. But not by uh, Assad. Just all these a-holes that we've given weapons and funded and put in there. And they're just running amok. Yeah, and they don't know how anything, you know, they, I mean, they're nuts. Yeah. Don't eat me, Hillary right, Well, that's good news. Anything else you've been learning? Uh, you missed my, see, you, you didn't hear the jingle, did you? Uh, hold on. See if you can hear it. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> can you hear oh, that? Yeah, the little girl. <laughs> we should talk about this. <laughs> about Lizzie? Little Lizzie. Well, well, we're, it, well, here's the problem with, with Lizzie stuff is that, you know, as I was trying to transfer this, I mean, I, I need to do a lot of, I need to do some production work on this because the audio is just, there's not enough dynamics in it. So it really doesn't have the sound that we want. But you, we can talk about it. I have them here. I have them ready. We can talk about it. But you'll hear the dynamics are just not good enough to really use yet. Well, the thing is that, yeah, I know she's not Mike. She's actually being done by a, a camcorder. Yeah. Um, She's hilarious. <laughs> so Lizzie is, uh, you know her from... Shut up, slave! So that's Lizzie, who is, how old is she now? Is Lizzie like five? Or she's six? No, Maybe she might be six. She might, yeah, she might be. So uh, her dad decides it's a great idea to do a whole bunch of uh, Lizzie clips that people can then request for donations, and which I think is a great idea. But So we have these videos and it's a video of her sitting on the couch, and he's filming her. And actually, so here's the intro. Merry Christmas, Adam and John. Here's some clips for your donation segment. <laughs> and she has a little beret, and she's really cute. And then, and then, you know, so we have all these, like, really awesome things, like... Bah humbug, slave. <laughs> and uh, what else do we have? Uh, we have uh, this one. Merry Christmas, slave. <laughs> But yeah, it, just doesn't, it doesn't have the dynamics yet. I want to work on it before, you know. So for um, for Thursday show, people will be able to request these uh, as special donation uh, biddies. Business is about spending human resource. Yeah, so you just can't quite hear it. Yeah, you know what's funny about little kids doing these clips? For one thing, it's hard to get them to do them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could never get my kids to do what they, they wouldn't put up with it. Uh once in a while, I can catch him where they put up with a little bit. But it's also funny because there's this one clip of they have her saying, uh, I forgot what something. It wasn't douchebag she does very well, by the way. Um, uh, here, this one. Uh, check this. Uh, this one, maybe. Donate now if you're Christmas de-douching. Oh, that was the de-douching. I don't, I don't think I have the, the douchebag one. 
Right. The, oh, the douchebag one's hilarious. But she she was doing something, and she kept saying it over and over and over again. When she finally got it where it was actually hilarious to hear it, the dad l- laughed at her <laughs> it was, because it was so funny. And then she got all she, embarrassed. I know. She goes like, like what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because little kids don't know that they're supposed to, when they're, you know, when they say, oh, I mean, no, 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 it's, I know, it's no, really no, hard to work it was, with children. It was, he was making her say WTF. I think that's what it was. And she was like, no, WTF. No, it, it was a long, it was a sentence. <laughs> but whatever the case is, it's, you, working with children and animals is, is like the it, hardest it, thing it, to do. It really is. But but this one still slays me. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Don't eat me, Hillary I love Clinton. that one. That one's, that one's genius. Don't eat me, she, Hillary Clinton. I think Clinton. she just ad-libbed. That yeah, yeah. That. Did you requ- I didn't request that. I didn't that. request that one, no. <laughs> how, how sad. We're, we're evil men, John. We are very evil. <laughs> Explaining the youth of America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Miss Mickey is back. Are you going to live? Yeah. 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 So no, John. So to... so John immediately called it. What? He said, "Oh, the, she would, must have been puking her guts out." Yeah. 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 You could have gone blind. Yeah. 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 What? Impotent. <laughs> Impotent. Oh man, I I better get checked. Get to work. <laughs> what? What did you just say? What? I don't know. I, I, did, what? What? You, yeah, that was obviously a joke. What? Obviously. No, I don't even want to. I don't. I, you know what? I'm so pissed off at the world. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, well, you can be pissed off, but I think we better thank a few executive producers because we did get a good, uh, uh, good uh, showing. Oh, that's nice. I can use that good news. What do we have? So we got some executive producers to thank, and uh, and one associate executive producer, starting with uh, Sir Ernie. Oh, was Sir a, Ernie, uh, he did the night, yeah, he, well, he did the the twelve twelve. Yeah, he's already uh, been in super, that, so he's an instant second night. Yeah, he did the super karma coins. Right. Yeah. Uh, 12, 12, 12. Hey, Hello. now. Hey. Uh, thanks for plugging the 12, 12, 12 Super Karma coins once more. There are still some left and waiting for your producers at noagendasuperkarma.com. I never got one of these coins. No, me neither. <laughs> you got one? No, no, I did not. I've gotten, uh, anyway. I've, I've gotten the Super Karma uh, coins before, but not the 12, 12, 12, which do look pretty stellar. Uh, you can go to noagendas... Well, well, I mean, the other... Yeah, the twelve, twelve, twelve is the uh, that. No, that's not the end. That's not the main end of the world. This is the other end of the world. Um. Well, it's no agenda. Oh, no, Super 12, karma. 12, twelve is right. That is the is the uh, right. It's not the end of the world. It's the yeah. twelve, twelve, twelve. Yeah, coming up in a couple of days, I might add. Yeah. Well, it's on. Uh, what is it? Sunday. Yeah. Nine. Oh, 10, today's 11. Sunday. Uh, I mean Wednesday. Uh, I don't. I, it's dark out here. I don't know what time it is. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's ten past seven in the evening here. I I don't even know where I'm where I'm oh, living. It's probably pitch black. Yeah, it is. I'm looking right outside. It's very dark. Anyway, I want to <clears> thank uh, Sir Ernie for this, and also Sir Robert Rock in Anchorage. Did I get a note from him? Twelve oh nine twelve, which is uh, essentially today. No, it is not essentially today. It is. It today. is today. Um, you sure you didn't get a, a note from him? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? 
Yeah. Uh, I, I said, are you sure you didn't get a note from him? I, I'm looking. There it is. No, I got no note from him. How can that be? Well, Robert that's... Joseph. Wait, this might be. It just says Robert. No note. No. Wow. Is the donation is the course? I asked him. I sent him an email saying, where's your note? He says, no note. The donation is the corresponding show date. That is. In month, date, year. Yeah. Awesome. Very awesome. Thank you. Uh, also, our, uh, our, our Baron. Oh, the, wow. The wonderful Stephen Pelsmockers. Who has offered uh, us the world, by the way. He has, he has offered us uh, the barony of Belgium on a silver platter. He said, come on down. I'll take care of you. Not a problem. So, uh, anyway, he's uh, in with 999.99. I guess the DHS is hitting Miss Mickey and Adam in the mouth. <laughs> Douchebags. Give him a douchebags. Douchebag. So a forced Hot Pockets Europe tour is in the work, something for which I can hardly be sad. <laughs> but with that comes expenses. So please accept the 999.99 extra large donation to help defray the cost. Nine, and add a penny, get some of the paperwork settled. <laughs> get some of the paperwork settled, Karma. And little girl, yay. <laughs> yeah. Just getting by might be easier again. Due to my personal situation, it's unfortunately... Currently difficult to offer, but come next spring, my, next spring he offers you his uh, house. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the castle that he's uh, that he's offering. So yeah, he says he'll try to fund some teepees in the meantime. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got a nine 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 little girl, yay! And I guess there's some karma. Uh, that is attached to that. Let me just uh, make sure we got all that. And the penny. You've got karma. Thank you, Baron. Thank you so much. That is so incredibly kind of you. Uh, from Anonymous comes $500, who's, and his message is, fuck you both. Nice. <laughs> Don't tell me to... It's too late to celebrate the fifth year of no agenda. I'll do what I damned well please. Close your eyes, Adam, and poke the soundboard for three random jingles. And no, I'm not drunk. Bags. <laughs> okay, I'm going to poke just three random ones. Here's one. Milf. Okay. That's one mother I'd like to. F- and the next one at random. I'm just hitting something, but nothing's happening. And the third one at random. The distraction <laughs> okay. of the week. Hey, Finish it and hit the no agenda theme anthem. I, I literally did that with closed eyes, just so you know. Thank you so much, Mr. Anonymous. Uh, Black Knight McTank in La Jolla. Uh, he wants uh, karma for you guys, the vagabonds. Oh. Oh, that would be us indeed. You've got karma. That was $450. Luke Wonderhelm. Is that right? Yeah. Luke. Uh, Luke, 37356. This was, by the way, was a wire transfer. Oh, wow. Which I was wondering about. I was first planning to ask for two to the head, little girl yay, for John's John's home PC helium configuration. But that problem got solved by one of the knights. Thank God. Give him one of the two to the head, little girl yay, anyway. Okay, hold on. I don't have enough, uh, I don't have, I don't have enough hands, I guess. Uh, there you go. Yay! 
And I'm, I'm just amazed at how loud you are coming back yourself now through the microphone. I, I don't understand it. It's, I'm just... Uh, later. Yeah, we'll figure uh, it out. Wiley Harp in Salt Lake City, $312.12, and he'll be the associate executive producer. He says it's... Uh, he figures it's time to step up. It's been over a year since my last donation. This is a birthday present to myself, which is December 12th, requesting nothing to see here, Karma. With a slide whistle stinger. Thank you for the best podcast in the universe and the only meta news podcast in the multiverse. All right, you got your slide whistle ready to go? Uh, hang on. Ready? Well, I'm going whether you're ready or not. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. You've got karma. <laughs> Okay. Good. Yeah. Very good. Um, Thank you. That's, that, uh, that's the candy man. Uh, actually, before I forget, uh, Luke Wonderhelm. This, of course, Wiley is Wiley Harp. Harp. No, I know. I know. I'm just catching okay. up. Okay. So we want to thank them and all the other. Uh, we'll get to our regular donors later in the show. Uh, remind you to go to Dvork.org slash NHLDvork.com slash NAnoAgendaShow.com and noagendanation.com and click on the donate buttons there. But no agenda, or I'm sorry, dvork.org slash NA is where you really want to go. And, of course, uh, these are official credits, uh, particularly the 12-12-12 uh, uh, as associate to, as executive producers, but also the associate executive producers. Uh, we will vouch for you, unlike those phonies in Hollywood. And, of course, if you have nothing to give, you can always propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. So uh, there was a piece of interesting news. Okay. Uh, and I, th- I think it was hilarious that it was just glossed over. And this is the uh, the kind of the glossing over you'd hear on any of these, these networks, including MSNBC, where I believe this came from either. I think this was MSNBC. Play the clip, Books Cooked for the Election. Okay. Oh, Jared, I, I have a question for you here, but first, I, I do want to mention a little detail from this report. We actually found out that the uh, job creation numbers for September and October were actually revised downward. Right. Uh, so uh, obvi- the obvious conclusion there is, yes, the books were cooked by Chicago right. politics, guys. <laughs> and, and, and you know, Jared, if you want to offer an apology to Jack Welch here, I'll certainly uh, allow you no, to do that. No, no I decidedly do not. <laughs> uh, okay. So apparently, uh, you know, remember Jack Welch got fired because he came out and said these numbers are bull crap. Well, he didn't get fired for the election. But, yeah, but people are yelling at him about the uh, about the so-called cooked uh, uh, unemployment numbers, right? Yeah, he says they were cooked. Yeah. Well, it turns now out, that turns out they were revised numbers. <laughs> turns out they were. Well, we knew this they was going to happen. By the way, I believe that we have in our red book that we believe they were cooked. Yeah, I think didn't. If you look in the red book, you'll probably see it says that after the election, it'll come out. There'll be a revision. And right. and, I, and I think our our model <laughs> for this was George Bush going situation red, you know, uh, alert. For all, at all the airports were going to be attacked any minute by oh, some right, terrorist right, right, just right, before right, his right. re-election. Exactly, exactly. So the model was already set, and so yeah. the Obama administration... 
Nobody cares. Nobody covered it. Nobody. Jack Welch is, you know, nobody went back and said, yeah, geez, you're right, Jack. It's unbelievable to me. It's not that unbelievable to me. I mean, when when it is unbelievable to me. Right. But when we left, what was the everyone was talking about, uh, you know, the football player who killed his girlfriend and then killed himself. You know, meanwhile, we've had four, five, six more uh, young boys, and I think some women killed in Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, blown to pieces. No one talks about that. You know, the, the world has gone nuts. It's just crazy. We're, everything we talk about, everything that is on the news is the wrong thing. It is completely the wrong thing. More good news. Yeah. Uh, this one, and this is also covered the same way. That we can expect black boxes in cars. Play that clip. It's funny because I have this. I have. I don't. It may not be the exact same clip, but I have a clip as well. So we'll see if it's if it's different. And I'll play. We'll play them back to back. Forget about black boxes in airplanes. What about black boxes under the hood of your car? The government accelerating plans, forcing automakers to put black box recorders in every new car. It's designed to be a safety measure, Gary B. You say this could actually lead to a mileage tax? How's that? Oh, absolutely, Brenda. You know, these things always start out as safety measures. I'm sure that's the intent right now. But you know the government is like this big monolith that just needs revenues as fuel. And it's growing and growing. The easiest way to get revenues is via data. So, you know, people think, oh, that'll never happen. They just want it for safety. Look, the whole reason Obamacare might be successful is because the IRS has the data. That's going to allow them to collect all that Obamacare revenue. That's interesting. How do they get from the black boxes to Obamacare? I don't quite understand the bridge. Hello? I'm sorry. I was trying. I Hello? couldn't hear Hello? your clip. <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? I couldn't hear your clip. I oh, couldn't you, hear your clip, so I was you, dicking you around. You, you, was, you couldn't hear your own clip, seriously? I, I could hear my clip, and then I, it was so low, and you were starting to play your clip that I no, stuck. No, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even play my clip, so I don't know what you're talking oh, about. That's, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's what I was thinking. I was like, I can't hear <laughs> no, this no, no. clip. No, so my question is, how do they get from the black box, which is... You know, would, is an invasion of privacy, and of course, started with the insurance. I do understand that, and start started with the you know progressive, the insurance companies. You know, you get a lower rate, which is how they're going to get all these black boxes all over our lives. But how do, in this clip, how do they get? I don't, I don't quite understand the, the the move from the black box in your car to Obamacare. I didn't understand that. Oh, this is just bull crap. The guy just threw it in, saying that you know what you you buy one thing and you get something else, and mm-hmm. he's. He was trying to make an analogy. My thinking is, well, you can play your clip now. No, no, it's okay. Thing, it's the same, it's the same my, thing, essentially. Oh, okay. My thinking is, and this is in the book. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. The black box is for one reason and one reason only. It's a revenue generator. Right. Uh, it, it, it's when you, especially like in California, you have to go every year, You got every two years or every year, you have to go get your smog car. It's a complete scam that you go in and you have to pay you know, 50 bucks or whatever to get your smog checked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the guy has to buy a bunch of gear. So, and, and then they send it to the state as a system. Well, in the future, you're, when you have your smog checked, or it's going to be like a yearly check, and they're going to check your uh, black box for for speeding violations. Right. Of, uh, if you went 50 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone, it's against the law. You don't need to have a cop catch you. You can catch yourself. 
Right. And the, the, so they're going to begin, you're going to get a big bill at the end when you have to re-register your car and it's going to include all these tickets where you violate because they have a GPS. They know what street you're on. And if you're going past the speed limit, it'll be flagged and you'll be getting like thousands of dollars worth of tickets. Cause just go in a few, they can make it so you can't go one mile an hour over the speed limit. And uh, so, but we already have these data recorders in most in most American-made cars, or most cars that are sold in America already have this. But it, I, what I don't understand is where was this legislation? Where did this just come in? Did, did, we, did we miss something that, that was slipped in? This is now mandatory? I mean, when did this happen? This is not explained I, in your clip nor in my clip. I have no idea where this is coming from out of the blue. It's obviously a writer, <laughs> but it's some yeah. transportation bill. Oh, man. Well, I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. And I think as much legislation as we plow through, uh, you're going to have to get a hold of that Federal Register friend yeah, of yours in yeah, Denver and ask yeah. him if he's seen it because it's, it's obvious they're going to do this. I mean, I don't see why. I, if I was an onerous, tyrannical government, I'd do it. Mm. It's crazy not to. Yeah. Pitch uh, for the day. Yeah, uh, it's not, it's not quite a pet peeve. Not good enough for no, that. No, I didn't quite no. get the pet. Well, no. it's because it's 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 lukewarm. It's warmed over. We've done it before. We talked about it before. It's just now it's getting yeah. a little it's getting a little closer to reality. Right. And and that, what I'm thinking is they have to standardize it. That's the key here. It's not that cars don't already have these black boxes, but they don't have them set up in a very easy way with this with a with a special series of data points that anyone can extract and then give you tickets. Right. So they'll standardize something that makes it so every one of these cars will be essentially spying on you. Let me see if there was something different in my clip. Let's just listen to it. Beginning in September of 2014, every new vehicle sold in the U.S. will be required to have a so-called black box. The boxes record the last few seconds before a crash, providing such clues as vehicle speed, steering, whether the brakes were applied, and if the driver was wearing a seatbelt. If you are guilty of something, it's going to hurt you. If you're innocent of something, it could be a real defense for you. That's one of the guys from Car Talk on NPR. The insurance industry supports the move, even though most drivers are unaware that 96% of cars sold today already have data recorders installed. People are dying on the on the freeways, and the people are, and these people are trying to make it so that doesn't happen. That's a good thing. <laughs> the privacy advocates say the government and automakers are traveling toward a slippery slope by spreading an intrusive technology without the policy in place to prevent the misuse of information. You know, that's nothing. That's nothing, man. The big conversation over here is the electronic patient dossier, the EPD for the uh, for yeah. healthcare here. So. Um, the uh, uh, when you go to the doctor, and let's just say you are depressed, uh, which is uh, happens a lot in these dark days, then they will uh, the doctor will prescribe you some kind of uh, psychotropic drug, and will put you know you know depression on your sheet. It immediately goes electronically right to the insurance company. That's odd. The United States, <laughs> really? <the> United States, <laughs> you think that's odd? I think it's uh, yeah. It's, well, that's well, I mean, it's meant for the insurance it, industry. Surprise me, right? But but this is what odd. this is this is what's coming for everybody and people and well, a lot and a lot of people are like yeah. I think this is you know this EPD this uh, 
you know, electronic patient dossier is really good, you know, so they can't mess up my drugs or anything, but it's going to the insurance company, directly to the insurance companies. Yeah, and they'll mess up your drugs anyway. Yeah. But that how crazy is that? Well, I've always believed, I hate to say it, because I'm now sounding a little too much, too much like you, uh, I've always believed those Safeway uh, club cards, you join the Safeway club, I think that information is also, designed to go yeah. to insurance companies. Yeah. So uh, this guy eats a lot of buying. ham. Yeah. Well, we were at the market. So literally there, uh, on Saturdays, right around the corner from where we're renting this place, there's a market. And this is a, an old, old, old school market, you know, the one with the Hava Nagila uh, uh, organs. And they and literally they they have mach- they have uh, signs everywhere no cash we prefer that you would pin and pin is kind of the 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 debit card system here so at the market at the market where you you where you're supposed to be using just cash they're doing the same thing now it's all cashless everything's electronic everything's going through databases i mean it is truly gitmo nation man man this is a really yeah, man. Hey, man. These things are. Are you telling me at a farmer's market? Yes, a farmer's market. <laughs> yes, where the guy. I mean, the guy is actually grabbing your ground beef with his bare hands, which is like a very Dutch uh, kind of uh, butcher thing to do. You know, they don't wear gloves or anything. Of course, they don't have to because they're not touching any money. But the whole thing is, you've got this very old school, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, a, a true farmer's market where the butcher is, you know, he's hes almost like slaughtering the cow in the back, but then he wants electronic money. It's just mind-boggling. Did you talk to anybody about this? I, that, that any of these farmers and ask if they think this is a good idea? Well, it's funny because I said, do you really want me to give you uh, plastic instead of money? He said, well, no, that's up to you. But it was obvious. No, you can't talk to these guys. No, you you, you can't talk sense into them. Huh. Yeah, no, this this zombification, man. Forget about it. Hey, I good. saw I saw a great uh, a great commercial on television. I'm going to uh, play you the news story, and then before we get to the payoff, I want you to tell me what what the what the promotion is for. Okay, you think you can do it? Uh, yeah. We're learning about a new investigation of the United States Secret Service for what's being called an immense and embarrassing security breach. Do you know what it is yet? A security breach. <laughs> no, it's, it's a commercial. It's a promotion for something. Sensitive information about employees and investigations lost in a very public place. Brian Tyler. you got you got to turn down the, the speakers. It is, it is I have to so... have it on my, up to my ear. I cannot hear the clip. Uh, this is... Well, I'm just going to stop doing the show. We can't. We can't do a show like this. <sighs> has been looking into this and has the details. This is had all of us asking, how could this happen? How could it happen? And I think they're still asking that question. Uh, Kate Wolf, these this data was on computer tapes that were misplaced. It is potentially damaging information that one expert says could put Secret Service agents' lives at risk or the lives of their families. And it's been unaccounted for for almost five years. Oh come on, uh, do you know what it is yet or not? Yeah, it's I give well, okay. They're 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 trying to sell floppy disks because <laughs> to replace computer tapes. No, no. Yeah, that's got to be it because no, I know that all no, these these no, agencies no. that use computer tapes are 
I have to move to floppy disks. You got to get away from that part of the story. You got to get. You got to get more into the concept. All right, of just it. tell me what it is. I. It sounds like a wolf going on and on. Law enforcement and congressional sources tell CNN the U.S. Secret Service is being investigated for a potentially damaging loss of information. The data was on two backup computer tapes, which contained very sensitive personnel and investigative information, according to our sources. No, no. You lost the drive containing the identity of every agent. It might remind you of the new James Bond movie, Skyfall. Ah, there, the James Bond movie. (laughs) And so they bring up this story about some tapes that have been lost for five years or whatever, and it's only a promotion for the James Bond movie. Yeah, it's so we're, blatantly we're computer obvious. Computer tapes are so important. Oh. Computer tapes. So blatantly obvious. You know, we missed one a couple of weeks ago. I had a clip. I was I was going to discuss this. There's a bunch of new diseases breaking out all over the world. Oh. And, uh, oh, yes. Oh, you know, there's a new Ebola that's in the air. You're going to get that. And then apparently there's the reemergence of the Marfans virus, which is going to be an outbreak. What is that? Well... If you can see what movie came out right during this bull crap was Marfans is what Abraham Lincoln had that made him so tall and gangly. It's a it's a syndrome. And uh, yeah, look at that Marfans. So they're bringing up Marfans just in time. It was, I swear to God, it came out the little. I just forgot to talk about it. It came out exactly when the Abraham Lincoln movie was released. Exactly. Wow. I didn't even know that the guy had some kind of weird disease. Marfans. Yeah, Marfans. Yeah. Really? Maybe I have that. Uh, could be. <laughs> Mar fans. It makes your face. It makes your face look like Abraham Lincoln. So I don't think you do. Wait a minute. Uh, <sighs> I wish I. All could, right. I wish I could figure out how we can fix this sound. I'm just gonna. I can turn the. Uh, I can turn the threshold up. No, that uh, maybe. I mean, I just don't understand. I want to cry. <laughs> I just want to make a good show. This is gonna be great. About uh, <laughs> yeah, about ten minutes before. About we're done. two three weeks from now. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, what? Adam Curry found dead in a ditch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, it's. I. I just can't stand the echo. It's just fucking killing me. Getting an echo now. Yeah. It, even really? when because I got the I got the if I even when you're no 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 you have to anymore. understand even when you're talking I'm hearing an echo. I mean that makes no sense. Huh. Is something right onward. Yeah, onward, exactly. Um okay. So um So I have a I have a funny clip. Oh, okay. There's a the this go oh, let me uh, here's what's here. It's this is a guy named Kevin Hassett, who is a federal former Federal Reserve senior economist, testifying before Congress about you know the the whole fiscal cliff, the economy falling apart, and this New Mexico senator who apparently has been in uh, the Senate for thirty years, and I, I've now I've never heard of him before, never saw him before. Jeff Bingaman, he's a he seems to be a complete idiot. So he's got this Hassett. Now, you have to just hear this. Hassett was already went on and on about how we can do this and how we can do that. But at no point did he ever think that we should either go over the cliff or we should do any, anything nasty. He was just saying we got did not do that. But this guy was insisting that 
that he was going to, he just kind of, this is called leading the witness. And this went, I only have three examples. He does it once, twice, the third time. This was all he did the whole time as, as a, and you just have to hear it because it's so funny. I, I, I wish I knew what to play. Douchebag Senator leading the witness. Oh, okay. Well, I was looking for L leading the witness. Here we go. Uh, if we have the spending cuts uh, and deficits are lower, then we might have higher economic growth in the long run because we went through that struggle last year. So you think uh, your, your position is that we should uh, be ready to go through that struggle again and, in fact, default on the national debt if necessary in order to enforce spending limits? Uh, that's, of course, not my, my position, Senator. I, 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 my position is not that we should ever default on the national debt. Uh, my position is that the politics of deficit reduction, as you all know better than me, are very, very difficult, and, and I'm not a political expert. And uh, if there's a mechanism out there, a thing that we have to do now and then, that helps deficit reduction occur, then I'm not so willing to stop that process uh, for all of time. But you're saying that defaulting on the national debt may be one of those things we have to do now and then no it's not no no sir so uh, because we did not default on the debt last summer we did not and but the threat is there again that we might uh, here in january or february default on the debt your is it your position that we should uh be willing to default on the debt if that's necessary in order to for spending cuts? I would not be willing to default on the debt under any circumstance. Um, I could add that if you look at... Okay. Well, so this is what goes on in Congress. I swear, I'm watching this hearing and I'm listening to this guy go on. You, you think we should default on the national debt? No. So what I'm hearing from you is that we should default on the national debt. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> it says, okay, so then we should default on the national debt instead? Anyway, I'm just, I just found it weird. I guess you didn't think much of it. I'm distracted, John. I'm sorry. I'm I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm upset. Uh, I'm I'm hearing myself fifteen times. Uh, you're annoyed by me mentioning it every single time. I just don't know what to do. Uh, and I'm just hearing myself like soap in my head. It's just uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Um, and on top of all that. Where we have our 12, 12, 12 celebration. We, how long have we been pushing 12, 12, 12 for 12, 12, 12 nights? We've been pushing this for uh, at least a year. And now all of a sudden, oh, we've got to have some douchebags come in and take our date. Live December 12. Who took our date? Bon Jovi, Eric Clapton, Dave Grohl, Billy Joel, Alicia Keys, Chris Martin, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Eddie Vedder, Roger Waters, Kanye West, The Who, Paul McCartney, and many more. Live from Madison Square Garden, 12-12-12, the concert for Sandy Relief to benefit the Robin Hood Relief Fund, presented by Chase. Live, Wednesday night, December 12 at 7.30. <laughs> so, a couple of things with this. First of all, what a bunch of douchebags. So they're doing... A concert now, live from Madison Square Garden, uh, and it's for Sandy. But if you heard, if you listen closely, it's to benefit the Robin Hood Foundation, because that's literally uh, what the guy said. Not, not you know, to benefit victims of Hurricane Sandy, but to benefit the Robin Hood Foundation. So I'm like, you know what? Let me look at. Oh, by the way, presented by Chase. What the hell is that? Presented by Chase. 
So I'm like, I'm going to go take a look at this organization who have not filed their 2011 Form 990, I might point out, which I think is incredibly bad form, seeing as it's due by October 16th and must be published by law, uh, which they have not done. This is the mother load, John. The mother effing load. This charity... Uh, in 2010, because of course we don't have 2011 because they haven't published yet against all laws, brought in 147 million five hundred and twenty-six thousand seven hundred and eighty-six dollars. 147 million dollars. Their net assets in 2010 were 312 million dollars. This is the mother load of all charities. Who's on the board of directors? Well, of course, Jamie Dimon, obviously. That's why it's presented by Chase. You know, I mean, I mean, what a douchebag move. If Chase wants to help people out, fine. But they have to have this presented by Chase. Oh, and by the way, it's also presented by Verizon and by Sprint and by all. Oh, it's like the whole thing is, it makes me throw up in my mouth. So I look at this, uh, their 2010 Form 990. Oh, my God. So people are making so much money off of this. I I beg of you, when they put this concert on, which will be televised on every network, uninterrupted, brought to you by Chase, do not give any money. You want to help people out? Go down to the affected areas, uh, Jersey, Jersey Shore, go to Staten Island, whatever it is. Bring those people some actual water and blankets. Do not give money to these a-holes. Let me give you just a couple of examples of what they did in 2010. So they had this big show in 2010. Um, and by the way, they don't give any money directly. They only give money to other um, charities. Let me say that again. So they don't give money directly to people. They only give money to other nonprofit charities and the list is endless when you look at it but you know they're given to charter schools and all kinds of other amazing charities 100 percent of every dollar donated goes directly to help those in need it says bullshit Bullshit. did you look at this board wow yeah oh yeah no it's got everybody on there so in 2010 they did another little concert to raise some money and i happen to know one of the guys who did the production, Alex Coletti. Alex Coletti, I worked with him for many years at MTV, and he does. Uh, he did all of the MTV Unplugged concerts. So let me see. Alex made, uh, oh, $315,000 off of that. But even more important, in this 2010 charity event, Stevie Wonder performed. And Stevie Wonder was paid $500,000 for that. So these artists are not doing this for free. Some of them may be, but certainly not all of them. And Stevie Wonder apparently doesn't show up for nothing. These guys have $116 million invested in uh, stocks and bonds of this money that they have. I, I, I wonder, do you think Chase does that for them? They have $50 million invested in Central American and Caribbean investments Nine and a half million dollars in North American investments, twenty-four and a half million dollars in European, including Iceland and Greenland. Oh, and by the way, the people who run this outfit. Let's see. What do you think would a, a normal salary be for um, a charitable organization as the CEO, John? What would a normal salary be uh, for a charitable organization? Yeah. If it was huge like this one, I would say maybe two hundred fifty thousand. How about five hundred seventy-five thousand dollars? Okay. 
little high. <laughs> a little high? A little high, he says? Oh, my God. Um, we've got uh, the number two on the list, 282,000. Then we have 202, 264, 261, 382,000. 283, 256, 224. How many people do they need? Well, they've got, oh, the salaries in total are millions of dollars a year, but just people who are on in executive positions, 11 of them. This is, this is, you know, this is a bunch of rich people. And, and I, I guess they just put their own money into this and then turn it right around and invest it in chase vehicles. The whole thing smells. I think there's more than, than just chase here because, you have a bunch of capital management companies that are uh, involved with this: Maverick Capital, Oxif, Starwood uh, Capital oh, yeah. Group. Well, um, it, it doesn't actually say what this is invested in, but since we know that Chase is sponsoring the event, and they're not doing it silently, it's brought to you by Chase. Brought to you by Chase. It's just like the whole thing is disgusting, and they do not—they do not give money directly to people. They give it to other charitable organizations. Like uh, the Audubon Society. Well, if you if you listen to this, uh, if you listen to the listen to this sentence again, and Which tell one? me this sentence, I'm going to read it. A hundred percent of every dollar donated goes directly to help those in ah, need. Ah, to help. Yes, correct. To help those in need through the. That's a great sentence. It, by it the way, it is a great. Well, let's listen to the commercial again. Maybe we can catch more from that. Live December 12. Bon Jovi, Eric Clapton, Dave Grohl, Billy Joel, Alicia Keys, Chris Martin, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Eddie Vedder, Roger Waters, Kanye West, The Who, Paul McCartney, and many more. Live from Madison Square Garden, 12-12-12, the concert for Sandy Relief to benefit the Robin Hood Relief Fund, presented by Chase. Live, Wednesday night, December 12, at 7.30. I mean, literally, it says the concert for Sandy to benefit... The Robin Hood Relief Foundation it doesn't say to benefit the Sandy people. It doesn't say that. No, Present, you know, presented by yeah, Chase. But, you know, you could have done that voiceover. <laughs> it sounds like a, one of your voices. Yeah. Live to benefit a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. Huh. So they only give money to uh, to other charities, and. Uh, and it's just a bunch of elitist BS. Who, I mean, if you, I've never heard of these charities. So there's the SEIU Home Industry Charity. That's the Service Employees International Union. Yeah. What do they need money for? I don't know. They got $600,000 from them. And this is all 2010. I don't have 2011 numbers. Advocates for Children of New York, After Hours Project, Inc., Aid for AIDS, AIDS Center of Queens, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, Andrew Glover Youth Program, Associates to Benefit Children, Astor Services for Children, Audubon Family Planning, Bank Street College of Education. I mean, it's, what is this? And you know, and I and I just picked one one of them out, um, which was the Uncommon Schools, which they gave $2 million to Uncommon Schools. And Uncommon Schools has, like, what's the, the guy from Audible is on the board? What's his name, the owner of Audible? I have no idea his name. Uh, you know his name. You do know his name. <laughs> I, uh, maybe. 
But you know, uh, it's yeah. just, and, and again, and here's all these. So this is a a, um, a, uh, a charter school, and I'm just looking at the amounts of money that people are making here. The, the CEO of this nonprofit, two hundred grand. The COO, one hundred and seventy-five. The CFO, one hundred and fifty. This is this is a charitable school. They're they're getting tax-free money. Is the whole world just not paying taxes except us? Are we just stupid? Are we just completely stupid? With all this, this is so much money. There's 20 people here on this payroll. Well, we're just not on that particular uh, merry-go-round, aren't we? <laughs> no, we're not on that merry-go-round. We, we missed the. We we didn't get on. We didn't get on board. We're, we're instead we're doing this podcast. Well, you know, it's, and, and it's worse than that. People don't like me. <laughs> so besides the fact that we don't, we're not on the merry-go-round, people just generally don't like me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> and uh, and I don't, and it's not fair. I'm so I'm sad. Wow. Anyway, and, uh, and it will be worse, by the way, next year when you have to pay the minimum. Uh, yeah, yeah, alternative yeah. Minimum. I know. I you know, think it's funny? No, well, I don't. You, you I don't, don't think take it's seriously. funny. No. I remember, I recall that I talked about the AMT over a year ago, and I was even trying to explain it, and I, and I still don't really understand it. And of course, this, the whole thing is effed. But this, you know, this, it, you know it's like everyone's going to feel good, everyone's going to text their money, and we're going to have another Bon Jovi fest, and these guys apparently are not doing it for free. I mean, can you believe Stevie Wonder charged half a million dollars for whatever he did for these guys? They said at hundred thousand. No, five hundred thousand dollars, half a million. Oh, it's five hundred thousand. Stevie Wonder received in two thousand ten from this this fantastic three hundred million dollar charity half a million dollars, and in two thousand ten he did. You know, I'll tell you what it is that he did. Um, because I looked it up. Uh, this was Robin Hood Gala gets Uma Thurman, Stevie Wonder to lure donors. This isn't. This is what Stevie did in 2010. The entertainment is led by Stevie Wonder. Hold on, I'm loading. This is an article from Bloomberg. Robin Hood Foundation defied defied the recession and raised a record-setting 72.7 million dollars at its annual Spring Gala last year. And then they say uh, that Stevie Wonder, you know, he uh, he took care of the entertainment. So you know you can you can say, um, yeah, you know we we had to pay the guy some money so that we could raise seventy two million, but but a the seventy two million is not all going into you know directly into people's pockets. They're investing this money. They're inve- you know maybe for later for a rainy day. But the inference is that you know these people show up for nothing. But Stevie Wonder is charging a half a million bucks. Do you think? Any of these people are really doing it for free? I mean, we can't even know. But what? I mean, I, only apparently only the suckers are doing it for free. I can't wait. You know, I I'm going to mark this down on my calendar, and I'm going to I will make it my personal business that we're going to see who charged what, and or at least who was paid what in a year from now, or probably two years, because these a holes don't publish their their information in a timely manner. Because they have to have it in by October sixteenth, yeah. so I don't even know what they did last year. But Stevie Wonder, half a million bucks, please. Hey, I'd do it for half a million bucks. Now, well, of course you would, but you know, people get duped and they think that this is all great, 
And meanwhile, it's benefiting the foundation, not the people directly. And a hundred was read the line again. A hundred percent of this money goes towards say it one more time. A hundred percent of every dollar donated goes directly to help those in need. <laughs> to help doesn't mean it goes to them. It goes to help them by giving to the SEIU. This is like the, the Red word. Cross. This is horrible. And if you if you look, uh, it says goes directly to help. Yeah, but it does, what does that even mean? Well, it goes directly to help by giving it to someone else who's going to promise to help after they pay themselves a nice salary. These people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year of these little charities you've never heard of that are living off of this big charity run by a bunch of elitist douchebags. Kind of uh, uh, summarize the situation. Uh, Very nicely, I might add. Yeah. Do not give any money to this to these jabronis. If you want to help, go down and help. Seriously, these people do need water and blankets for real. Yep. And don't change your Twitter icon either. <laughs> right. I love when people that change their Twitter icon. There's a few of them that still have the SOPA icon floating around. They, they never <laughs> they changed just, it they back. They just forgot to change it. <laughs> hey, man, I, uh, they never changed it back. Wow. I think there are a couple of people with uh, still the blue or the green icons that they've never changed back. Could we, Do you think we could ever get people to do that for us? Put a no agenda icon? Yeah. Or just, you know, I don't know, change something. Do we start? Could we start a movement? Could we? Could we start any kind of movement whatsoever? What do you think? No, no, no. I think you're right. Probably could. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Change your icon. Okay, got to move the microphone over here so I can. Uh... Did I lose you? <laughs> Did your microphone just crap out? <laughs> no, they do. Well, you can't hear me? Yeah, I got you now. You're okay. You're good. You're good to go. All right, here we go. So Keith Edwards in Gilbert, Arizona, came in uh, this week with $125 asking us to keep up the great work. And cheers to another year of living the American dream of just getting by. You can count on that. Please send karma to my fellow wage slaves and all of the donors. You've got karma. Renee Cruz in Austin. Wow. Uh, Renee is currently robbing your house. <laughs> no. Well, there's not, there's not much to rob. So $125 saying, in the morning, I just robbed Adam's house, and I'm sending him the money. <laughs> just wanted to pay for one night Airbnb, stay for Adam and Mickey in the great city of Rotterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Does not say that. Really? <laughs> no. I heard the artificial beach at Boomjaskada. Bompiscada is real nice. I've never even Tell all heard the boners out there to at least pick up a small monthly donation, become part of the one percent. Please give me some karma for my new upcoming business. All righty, well, thank all you right. so much. Appreciate it. You've got karma. Bo in Clear Lake, Wisconsin. A little travel money for Mickey and Adam. Donating since first show. Started at $2 a month, which is an old uh, defunct donor, which is, uh, you may still be on that. 
Uh, we still have a couple of two buck a monthers. Yeah, we do. Now up to yeah. forty nine a month. Value for value. Put, push the subscriptions. I need a chemtrails little girl. Shut up, slave. Two to the head. Little girl. Yay. Seventy three dudes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Hold on a second. The only thing I don't have lined up is the little girl. Yay. Hold on. And second. he's got a mesh going, I guess, in Austin. Well, you know what this is. This is. Uh, well, I'll, let me do the the thing first, and then uh, we'll do the thing after uh, the thing. Chemtrails. Yay! <laughs> You've got karma. No, so um, Austin is actually home to the HSMM dash mesh network which is a bunch of hams who have uh, taken Linksys routers and uh, and they've put you know uh, jack software on it and they've actually created a mesh network a Wi-Fi mesh network which uh, I'm not quite sure how far it reaches but it's it's pretty big it's bigger than Austin um, and uh, it's something I you know now that I'm a, an official ham I can do um, and it's, you know, they've, they've got like big antennas. So imagine a Wi-Fi network that is really big with really big antennas and really powerful and is meshed and it's all over the state. It's a, it's the kind of thing you like. I find it hard to believe. No, it's, there's, uh, he has the website here, hsmm-mesh.org. It's, it's, I've looked into it. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It really is. How do you get on it? If you were just sitting around with your computer, it would show up, or they have a no, no, no. hidden SSID no, no. or what? No, 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 no. You can't just get it with your computer. It's only for the mesh network. You'd have to have one of these routers. Then you connect that to the mesh network, and then you can connect your computer or your or your your own Wi-Fi network to the mesh network. But you won't get just the uh, the SSID out of the air. That's not how it works. There's a special router involved. No, you take an old Linksys router and you got to load some Jack software onto it. Okay, but it's it it is truly very cool. I've never heard of it. Well, you also you know can't hit the repeater. I mean, you're not like an active. Uh, and uh, from some shit shit Vigeland, we have Per Ola Gustafson Gustafson. Huh? Next donor is yeah. Tanum Shade? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, 120 bucks is the maximum amount I can pay for gas with my debit card. That gets you 13 gallons in Sweden, barely a full tank. So they're paying $10 a gallon, which wow. is what they, you know, everybody wow. wants us to pay. Wow. I guess I cannot donate a higher amount either. Uh, Merry Christmas and a happy end of the world. <laughs> Thank you. Happy end of the world to you too, Pear. Patrick Mackham in Mount Vernon, New York, $111.11. Hans Jorg Schultz in Rostock, uh, some gas money for the Hot Pockets Europe tour, 100 bucks. It's good gas money. That'll get you uh, 10 gallons of gas. Yep. That'll get you 200 miles. Anthony Farmer lost wages in Nevada. <clears throat> Uh, 8181. Here's a 1212 from Lost Wages and 6969 from Nevada's Nuts. Hopefully it's enough to help Adam and Ms. M grease their way out of Merkel's Euroland in time to enjoy Xmas where it's warm. A Dvorak you will obey, followed by Huntsman and a little financial karma would be great. Okay. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, 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 u
You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. 他不太了解这个精神。You've got karma. All right. So this nonsense continues. It's unbelievable. As we, as we know,、uh, this was begun almost like maybe a year. Do you think it was maybe a year ago already? Um, I don't know. I have you, Carrie you, Shun's notes. Yeah, you have, you have it written down, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, she went and ran around,、uh, and she gives us a donation depending on how far she goes. And a sixty-nine, sixty-nine, and triggered this crazy thing. We don't even try to or or solicit. You're anyway, so did Ash, Ashley Hurst out of Seattle, Washington, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. The only Sunday service worth attending, and a Huntsman Karma would be her request. He doesn't understand this situation. You've got karma. St. Webb and Drumbo. Ontario, sixty nine, sixty nine. Huntsman Karma. That's interesting. That two people in a row, by coincidence, would ask for Huntsman Karma, proving once again that random number theory is correct. Now, everything happens in bunches. Huntsman Karma in a New World Order, please, and a big douchebag call out to Homeland Security. Douchebag. Like, not just for Adam, but in principle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve Thornton, Drumbo, Ontario. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. They wanted, they wanted a huntsman. You, uh, you oh wait, he's got. I want to read his PS. Yeah. Starting PayPal, your subscription for viewing issues might be encoding related. Oh yeah, it's possible. He's a developer for. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll、uh, talk, talk to him about this. But he anyway, wants a, he wants、uh, a huntsman karma new huntsman karma new world order. I, I you can't just gloss over these things. I, I got no, no.、One. I was reading. He's still reading his note. You、okay. do this at the end of the note. All right, are you done? Done. Done with the note? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You've got karma. Lisbon, Portugal. Hey, Jose Abreu.、Uh, a donation to assist paying for Adam's teepee. I still think you should have gone to from Gitmo Nation sardines.、Uh, karma and Parliament mumble small child yay for my nephew and nieces.、Oh, okay, Parliament mumble small child yay. I think we can、uh, possibly do some of that. <laughs> Wait, we got that part of it now. <laughs> I just don't have enough hands on deck here. Here we go. Come on. And the karma. There we go. Done. You've got karma. Mike Nickel,、uh, Sir Mike Nikolaychuk, Nikolaychuk, in Saskatoon. Itm John and Adam, Sir Mike,、uh, aka Roll Sk, with another donation from Paris of the Prairies, Saskatoon. Thanks very much for the birthday shout. Notice I didn't have to say that. He said it. It's the Paris of the Prairies. Yep. Thanks very much、yeah. for the birthday shout out and all the karma you've sent me over the years. I have no doubt that the karma played a big part in both my successful divorce. I don't know if that's what it's for. <laughs> AKA kept my house and didn't have to pay her out much, and also the new relationship I have with a wonderful girl. I'm sure 
The latter is directly a result of the Swasselnuff karma. So send me more. Please keep up the media assassination. And Mickey, get home safe. Please send me a shut up slave kid with the parliament yay karma. Oh, kidoki. Shut You've got karma. A lot of 6969s today. Yeah, including Christian Schroeder from Coal Valley, Illinois. 6969. <laughs> it's pronounced Schrader, by the way, he says to me. Looks like Schroeder, but it's Schrader. Looking at my paycheck, I noticed that it ended in 6969. So I must donate. I have been a long time five buck a month boner, and now it's time to upgrade to $12 a month. Can I get a karma shot for my birthday coming up on the 10th? Yeah. And Adam for his Euro trip. Yes, indeed. You've got karma. So I'm sitting here by the window where there's this little table in this in this apartment, and I've just learned that the uh, radiator is right underneath. So thank you, darling. So it's it's almost like someone lights a fire. In between my legs every 15 minutes, and it just, you know, like, <laughs> have you ever sat by the radiator on a cold day? And it's just, it's just like wafting up, and I'm fainting. Yeah. Uh, Interesting show, apparently. Yeah. All right. Just so you know. Mac- okay. Maximilian Mann in Constanz. Where is that? Is that Austria? Where is that? I don't know. 6969. Donald Kuhl. <clears throat> Wyndham North, uh, New Hampshire, sixty nine, sixty nine. Hey, fellow sh- slaves, shaves was introduced <laughs> to the best podcast in the universe this fall on a twenty five hour drive from New Hampshire to Nebraska, towing my race car. Thanks for keeping me sane. Yay, Don Cool. P.S. The car took first, second, and third in two classes at the SCCA Nationals. Wow, must be no wow. agenda karma. Give him some more. You got it. You've got karma. Uh, how you get three places in two races? I don't know. And by the or way, second and third in two classes. By the way, that wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah, the sixty-nine, sixty-nine is done. Sixty-nine, dude. James Shea from Brewston Mill, West Virginia, your neck of the woods. Yeah, uh, decided to go off. Off the, off the rails was 6868. Hey, citizens, I've been listening to the show for about two months now and have to say it's good stuff. Shout out to my buddy Aaron Yo- Yoho for turning me on to the show. After listening to Sunday's show, I decided to stop being a boner so Adam could take care of his hot mic issues. Merry Christmas. I'm not really into reciprocating oral sex, so let's just do 6868 and I'll owe you one. <laughs> Aha, a joke. Uh-huh. Can I get a jobs, 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 two to the head, little girl, yay? Yeah, I think we can do that. Uh, here we go. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yay! <laughs> Eric Henry, uh, Orlando, Florida, also off the reservation with 6776. Oh, I like that. Little uh, palindrome. Uh- Donating for my birthday today, 50 bucks for you guys, 1776 for the year of our revolution. This also happens to be the refund for two douchebag buttons from No Agenda Nation. I think if Eric got a little more plugging, he would have made them. Oh. 
Remember the douchebag button? I didn't know. Oh, well, I'm just scraping by living the American dream in Orlando. I noticed the other day there are no knights living in Orlando. What? These, that's what he says. Please call me and all my fellow Orlandoites out as douchebags. Douchebag. Need more Orlandoites to be Orlando knights. This rate with my paltry donation, I will be the first. <clears throat> Please give a special douchebag call out to Mac Farrell. <clears throat> Matt Farrell, can you get two to the head rain stick karma? You didn't bring the rain stick, did you? Uh, no, and even if I had, this is the last place I would shake that thing. I don't blame you. So I can uh, some karma you, for can, you two and the guys working on No Agenda Florida. Hopefully they will host a downloadable file soon. <laughs> okay. You've got karma. Charles Peden, Keenville, North Carolina, 6666. Nice. Uh, I'm donating 333 for my buddy David Fox for his 33rd birthday on December 5th, and 333 for myself on my 33rd birthday on 121212. Wow. They would like a three is the magic number with a lone wolf mixer, and I'd like an atlas, an atlas shrug karma as I close down my business and live the American dream of just getting by. All right. By Ayn Rand. You've got karma. Yeah, all right. Nailed it. Neil Carpenter in Macon, Georgia, 6209. Greetings from Gitmo Nation Pickled Pig's Feet, which, by the way, if done correctly, are delicious. I want to wish a happy first birthday to my human resource, Emmeline. She really enjoys listening to the show and dances to most of the jingles. Oh, can I get an in the morning little girl yay karma? Thanks and keep it up. In the morning, little girl yay. We can absolutely do that. Oh, what happened? In the morning. Yay! You've got karma. Budger A. Reinsch. Berlin. 5555 after getting cease and desist letter including a 400 a damage to 600 blah 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 legal fees for stealing a bad movie i decided to start to pay for my entertainment please de-douche me and give me some karma for me and my wife louisa in addition i request the following ringtone adam surfer dude hey man your phone is ringing john grumpy voice nah just ignore it <laughs> okay so we'll do that and then we uh we'll follow it up with a de-douching and a karma <clears throat> hey man, your phone is ringing. Nah, just ignore it. <laughs> You've been deduced. You've got karma. David Humphreys in Dallas, Tex Nuts, five fifty-five. Please keep doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> having your work with ICE is the worst, or having to work for ICE is the worst. I'm so sorry you are stuck in Holland, Ms. Mickey. I'd like a two to the head for McAfee. This was definitely a hit job and karma for Adam and Ms. Mickey. Thank you so much. You've got karma. Highly appreciated. Robert Stokes in Midothlian, Texas. 
uh, 55 55. Send some Stevens sisters and oil and gas karma to be a, to a good friend in Oklahoma City. Maybe the freeloading douchebag will get off of Santa's naughty list this year. You've got. Oh, I'm sorry, seven karma. sisters. Yeah, the seven sisters, as in the seven oil sisters. <clears throat> All right. Sir Stone in Rapid City, South Dakota, at 5510, double nickels on the dime. Which is a dying donation, by the way. Sir Stone giving thanks. I don't think people even remember when we started double nickels on the dime. And it was really the it was really the first donation that was a kind of gimmick. A, yeah, out of a first numerology donation. Um, so yeah, fifty five ten double nickels on the dime. We have Swazilnoff. We have nine 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 nine. We have twelve twelves. We got all kinds of stuff. And by the way, we didn't make any of this up. No, we, we we did. It was none of our. This was none of this was our initiatives. None of it. Nope. Uh, what our listeners want us to do: deconstruct the news and give them value for value. Sir Stone is giving thanks for the best podcast in the universe. Really appreciate the community that helped me make money on Etsy.com or RoryStone.com. Giving back because I know officially I'm. I, I am now, that's what he's trying to say, I'm now officially supported by the No Agenda community. Douchebag call out for any non-donors. Douchebag. John Opper in Austin, Florida, 55. Greetings. I don't know what I'd do without the best podcast. I've never been feeling guilty about my donations lately. Last time I donated was back in John's birthday. Now that Adam is a gypsy, <laughs> I must step it up. <laughs> Saying that I would like to call out two of my friends who talk about donating but don't. The first is Chad Lastin. Douchebag. He punched me in the mouth in January of 2012. The second is Jeff Holland. Douchebag. I punched him in the mouth several months ago. Please bitch slap these two fine gentlemen with the douchebag as we did. As for me, please just give me two to the head. Shut up, slave karma. John and Adam may the Schwartz be with you. Shut up, slave. You've got karma. Uh, uh, anonymous in Galauna, B.C., British Columbia. This donation from your friends at www.isueyou.com. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> we don't I deal with immigration, but we support <laughs> Miss Mickey and the Podfather on their quest to become in the USA. Love you. The donation dude, president of isueyou.com. Let me take a look at this. National debt chart. Uh, what is this? isueyou.com. Interesting. Brett Farrell in Millboro, Virginia, uh, uh, who sends us a uh, fifty bucks every. I don't know what their frequency is, but it's at least once a month. Uh, but without a note, Cameron Smith, uh, Wangery, Northland, somewhere. Um, thank you for show four. This fifty dollars for show four six seven. It was a classic. Please send some karma for my beautiful, incredible, amazing Brazilian wife, Ana Lucia, and a parliament grumble. Uh, so do I have to do it in that order, or can I just uh, roll out the parliament mumble and then do the karma? I think that sounds That's better. what I would do. Yeah, that's what I'd do, too. You've got karma. Lisa Carter in Lakeland, Florida. Donation made in the name of my fiance Carl Dietrich for his thirty first thirty fourth birthday. Okay. Huh? Nice. Yeah. Uh, 
Daniel Krusey in Zurich says, you look like I need another drink. Quite sure what the point is. It's, it's, That's okay. an interesting it's, little phrase. It's true. I, I, could, I could use a drink right now, for sure. Bernie Atima, finally in Hinton, Iowa, $50. And that will conclude our donation segment for this show, number 468, after the incredible 467, the classic, as mentioned by... Uh, like to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA and help us out for this Thursday show, which will also be done on the road. And uh, we'll be uh, Adam won't, won't be any happier than, than he is now. Well, the only thing that's going to be different, first of all, we're both going to have to reconnect. I, 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 I can't even hear myself through the echo on this thing. Uh, and then I'm just going to go and spend uh, the money we've received today on getting gear. Uh, because I this is just... Un- it's... We can't, this is not the best. In fact, this is the worst podcast in the universe. <laughs> can you reconnect with me for a second? Uh, can you even hear me? I hear you fine. Yeah. Reconnect, will you? Just see if we can get rid of this echo, because this is just like crazy. So, I'm just, there we go. Yeah, thank you. Disconnected from server. Let me reconnect. And, and I, there we go. Reconnected. Let's see. if You there? Yeah. Say something. Hello. Yeah, and now there's no echo. Unbelievable. I love it. Well, groovy. Let me hit this. slash NA. So we will uh, definitely be uh, working on some of the equipment since it's going to be for a, an extended period of time. Uh, we'll get uh, a couple things set up here, and I will definitely move my location from the uh, the ra- <laughs> from the radiator. I'm I'm literally. I am falling down from heat exhaustion in front of this radio. It's not, it's crazy. Place to place all that stuff then. Oh, who knew? Just turn off the radio. It doesn't have a knob on it. You can twist it. It turns it off. No, it's stuck behind some thing. Well, maybe I can turn it off, but, you know, it's like, this is a small place. There's only one, uh, you know, one knob for for everything. And don't worry about me. Let me congratulate a couple of people who are celebrating birthdays. Uh, Lisa Carter says happy birthday to her fiancé, Carl Dietrich. He turns 34. Charles um, Peden congratulates uh, himself, turning 33 on 12-12-12. Quite the date. We have Eric Henry. He is celebrating today. Christian Schroeder congratulates himself, celebrating tomorrow. And Wiley Harp, congratulations again, 12-12-12. Happy birthday from all of your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's birthday, yeah. I, may, I just might faint. If you, if you is hear, it that hot? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's Open just like, a window. <laughs> no, it's it's minus eight degrees outside. It'll it'll that'll uh, blend with the heat of this <laughs> thing. It's not going to blend at all. Here, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, it will. And then what's great about it, you get to feel that two kinds of atmospheres <laughs> in the same room. It's cool. Could you please just grab your sword? That's all we really need right now. Yeah, yeah luckily I still have it. Wiley Harp and Stephen Bowe, step forward, please. Both of you have reached that level. That level that means that you've donated a sufficient amount to the best podcast in the universe. And that is part of our model that we call value for value. I hereby can proudly pronounce thee, Sir Wiley and Sir Stephen, Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Gentlemen, come on down for your hookers and blow, your rempoys and chardonnay, your hot pants and booze, your wenches and beer, rubiness, women and rosé, geishas and sake, vodka, vanilla, gerbils and ginger ale, and mutton and mead.
We can't add much more to that list. Was gerbils in there? I don't know. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard you say gerbils. Gerbils and ginger ale. That's uh, that's the, um, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I've been saying it for three weeks, and now is the first time you're hearing it? Yeah, I never heard it before. Uh, well, you will be happy to know the press is very peeved. Um, the uh, the uh, White House has now said that uh, not only are they going to do the inauguration of President Obama on Sunday, they're going to do it in private, and they have not invited the press to be a part of this uh, this ceremony. Now we've been we've been going on about this for a couple of weeks now, but of course it all really started when uh, when the president uh, was inaugurated the first time around, and they did that twice. And according to John, that was of course because there are two Obamas, and they're just holding, they're just keeping the whole vibe going. But the fact that they are they are not going to allow the press to be uh, a part of the inauguration is well suspicious to say the least. Maybe he does a pledge to the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, he wears a he wears a black kind of a thing, and he's got the, they have the pentagram, Beelzebub, and he he pledges allegiance to the devil, and uh, they don't want the press seeing that. Only Hillary. Ah, uh, well, there's possible. All, it's funny because there's um, on C-SPAN. Uh, there was this. It was almost like a. Oh, it was like a 10-minute video about how awesome Hillary is. And uh, they had all these world... No, seriously, you got to see this. Did thing. you see these numbers on Hillary? Apparently 57% of the electorate will vote for her tomorrow to be president. Oh, oh well, that's what it was about. And, and you have Tony Blair and, uh, and uh, Shimon Perez and just every single elitist douchebag. And then we have uh, Ehud Barak, who is... Uh, what is he? Uh, what is his current title? I don't know what he has one, does he? I must. Douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Israeli douchebag. In this video, he says the following thing. Come fly with Hillary was flying so much and popping up in all corners of the world almost simultaneously that we launched an investigation through our intelligence community. They found that surely there are two Hillary's. There you go. Two Hillary Clintons. Not just two Obamas, but two Hillarys. Uh, it's possible. That's why one of them doesn't sweat. <laughs> no. Wait, she... Did you have any thoughts on the nurse being uh, uh, suiciding herself? Uh, that one who picked up the phone for the Queen. Yeah. Well. So first of all, we don't actually know that she suicided herself. This is the thing that bothers me: is that uh, this is not um, that has not been confirmed. So we don't know that. That is just a uh, uh, you know that's just what people are thinking. Um. I, what I find unbelievable is that if it is true that we have this, so there's there's a lady who lives in a palace in the middle of London, an old lady, and she is so important that when someone makes a joke about her, that and the, and then and the, that someone mistakes her voice for someone else's. They get so upset by the media that they go kill themselves? I mean, what kind of insane world are we living in? And by the way, that would be the, the same lady whose daughter-in-law was killed by the same media. 
I mean, the whole thing is just bizarre to me. Bizarre. I think the nurse knew something. No, I, you know. But what, 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 what could it be that she would know? How about reptilian babies? <laughs> oh, there you go. She was they just actually a nurse have twins. They have twins. The way it works, they got twins, and in the womb is one mammalian baby, Still and they have stuck. to wait for the lizard baby to eat the other one. Okay, thanks, John. Yeah, you, you think me and David Ikes. You've, you've really cheered me up. <laughs> hey, here's what I don't understand. We Did we have a donation from Mike Elgin? No, I didn't is see that. Yes, Mike Elgin, who you called out as a douchebag, it came in after the after oh, the midnight deadline. Oh, oh, okay. So he'll be thanked for it. He actually became an associate executive producer for the next show on Thursday. Oh, okay, because he because you know, um, I guess I signed up for Google Plus at some point. No, I didn't sign up for it. I had a Gmail account. What I have a calendar, and so I you know you get all these emails about Google Plus, and because he mentioned me. And, you know, there's a, he, so he wrote this blog post about, you know, how he got called out, so we'll talk about that. But then there's all these people who posted, they all hate me. <laughs> I mean, well, like, this is where you got to that hate me thing. Yeah, but they really Man, hate douchebags. They really me. hate me. I'm like, wow. Uh, okay. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, well, well, really. Meanwhile, the war on weed continues uh, in the United States. Uh, here's a little clip which kind of sets up the issue. Here's part of a letter he signed with 15 other members of Congress from around the country. Quote, we ask that your departments take no enforcement action against anyone who acts in compliance with the laws of Colorado, Washington, or any other states that choose to regulate access to marijuana for medicinal or personal use. We believe the collective judgment of voters and state lawmakers must be respected. Now, the only response we have from the feds is a statement issued yesterday by the U.S. Attorney here in Western Washington, Jenny Durkin. She says the department's responsibility to enforce the Controlled Substances Act remains unchanged. Growing, selling, or possessing any amount of marijuana remains illegal under federal law. This is very interesting, as, of course, the news media in, particularly uh, in Washington, I haven't seen too much news media in Colorado, strangely enough, although it's got to be out there. Um, the, you know, it's like, are we really going to see the federal agents move in and arrest people in a state where this is now legal? Do you really think that's going to happen, John? Do you think that Obama is that Happened stupid? in California. Yeah, but it was different. It was medicinal marijuana, and it was which is of- even Which is even... Medicinal is like... There's about 14 states where a dis, a, a medicinal marijuana is legal, and they promised when Obama ran in 2008 that they were going to lay off, and then meanwhile they've been busting places left and right. You really they think don't they- go after individuals in California. They go after the... the, the, dist- the the middlemen, the distributors, right, right, and the growers, right. Hey, but you know, so here's another thing: can't you just grow it yourself? Do we really need to have a whole industry? Can't you just like throw some seeds into the ground? Everyone just grow their own stuff. I mean, is that also illegal? You can't grow it that, yourself. That people do that. In, people do that in California, right? But is that is that still illegal? Yeah. Mm. 
By no. federal, it's not illegal in California. I think if you have a prescription for uh, marijuana in California, which I think anyone can get if they wanted one, right. uh, which may not be a bad. I'm, I'm most, almost recommending people do that because that way, if some idiot's in your car and he's carrying around a bag of marijuana for some stupid reason, and you get busted, uh, they won't. You know, you got the prescription on you. Hey. Right. Right. So I mean, so it doesn't hurt to have one, and I think those people are allowed by law to grow it if they want. I think. Hmm. Okay. But meanwhile, this is this is coming to a head. This well, is good. It's, that- it's going to be very interesting because this is, as you pointed out on uh, on the last show, this is really about states' rights. And the way I understand the Constitution is only things that are expressly laid out by the Constitution is what the federal government can uh, be in charge of. Everything else is the states. So if you want to have uh, gay marriage or people want to marry horses. Uh, if you uh, wanted to smoke dope, I mean that—that's all. The states get to determine that, correct? That's the—that's the theory. Yeah, that's why the Tenth Amendment, in particular, it actually says that in the Constitution. But a couple of uh, paranoid uh, founding fathers just pushed the Tenth Amendment to emphasize, to re-emphasize states' rights, and so they put this this amendment, which essentially in the Bill of Rights, which essentially re reiterates what's already in the constitution that they, they which just essentially limits the federal government to the specific things that are listed uh yet still uh there's this thinking that now if the government you know and you get it all the time government federal trump state and that's bogus i mean it's been going that way and so everyone just kind of accepts it but it's it's nonsense and somebody's got to put a stop to it because it's ruining the country you know the funny I mean, we don't have a national government you know the funny you know, why do we, we we have so many you know that why don't we just have a nat- it'd be a national government with a national police the, uh, which is a, kind of the fbi well the funny thing here is that in europe they're all talking about how <clears throat> there seems to be such an obvious push to turn europe into a federal system like america and and I'm like, no, because the states in America actually have rights and they trump the federal government. And and what but the belief here is, which it's kind of almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, is that the way that Europe should be is just like America, where the federal government is in charge of everything. But it's like that's not the way it's supposed to work, although it seems like that is the way it's working more and more. Well, that is the you know you- internationalists or people who want to create one world government have to push in this direction because because if you really have it set up the way the constitution worked and with the 10th amendment and all there's no way in fact this kind of works by the way switzerland is is the perfect model for this because in switzerland a lot of stuff never happens because all those little provinces these little like state-like entities throughout switzerland essentially have veto power over the federal government and so a lot of stuff never gets done in switzerland because it just i would one little one little county one little group of people says no Hmm. but but that's kind of the way it's supposed to work here and and when you have that sort of a setup it's impossible to join a one world government you know the un is you, you really shouldn't be signing some of these treaties because the state, some state may disagree. Say the state of uh, Washington has a mar- marijuana, uh, legal marijuana law, and they just want to keep it that way. And the UN takes over the world, and they say no more drugs anywhere. Uh, this doesn't fit into the way our system is structured. You can't do that. You, we can't have this sort of thing, and that's uh, 
So the push for the people who are internationalists and who just think it's, it'd be great to have one world government, they, they have their personal reasons, I, which I accept. It's, a, it's rational. It's mostly so rich people never lose their stuff again in a war. Uh, they promote this federal government as the king of everybody uh, idea, and then they, they stay with it. Hmm. And, you know, that if you're going to go that way, yeah, then it's very easy to turn over sovereignty without anyone complaining. So that New World Order thing, there's something to it after all. What? Uh, so that New World Order thing, there's something to it after all. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there is. I was reading the, uh, you know, we have the, the WCIT taking place right now, the World Conference on International Telecommunications. This is the... Uh, the ITU, the International uh, Telecommunications Union, who, you know... The, yeah, they the, keep changing their name. Yeah. Well, it is the ITU, but it's the WCIT number 12 that is taking place right now in Dubai uh, up until the, uh, I think, the it's like a, maybe the end of this week. And so so they, um, they have this big meeting, and uh, they're kind of leaking documents, or documents are being leaked or being... Uh, you know, kind of wiki-leaked, if you will. And so uh, here's one of the latest uh, documents, the proposal for the work of the conference. This is from Russia, uh, the United Arab Emirates, China, Saudi Arabia, Algeria, Sudan, and Egypt. And it's it's kind of just a couple of things that are interesting. So it is indeed true what they're trying to do, and I don't think... I don't think it's going to happen at all. I, in fact, I think it's a red herring. I think that just this is just meant to distract us, but... Um, they are uh, trying to. <laughs> they're literally trying to turn the internet into the uh, into the way that the telcos work. Where, uh, well, I have a couple of highlights here. Hold on a second. Um, ah, where is it? Where? Okay. Operating agencies shall determine by mutual agreement which international routes are to be used. Um, member states shall have sovereign right to establish and, and implement public policy. These are all very typical uh, telecommunications uh, uh, rules and regulations. But they want member states to ensure that operating agencies inform every roaming user, <laughs> an Internet roaming user, promptly and free of charge of the number to be used to, uh, for calls to the emergency services. You understand how ridiculous this sounds? They literally, they're so dumb, or or it's just, you know, it's just a, oh, a copy-paste of some other document, that they're saying that if you are in another country and you're using the Internet, you will be a roaming user, and you will be informed of what number to use to call for emergency services on the Internet. This is literally in their document. For the Internet. Yeah, I know. I don't know what how, what that even means. Well, it it means that they don't know what they're talking about. And they don't actually know how it works. They're talking. Oh, yeah, about, it's possible. That's exactly what it means. No, no. This is this is so obvious to me that these people had no idea how the internet works. They're just sitting there going like, "Okay, this is it's running over telco lines, so we might as well just you know just do everything the way we've been doing telco for years and years, not understanding at all how." Hearing arrangements work and uh, transit, how it's purchased or how 
border gateway protocol balancing is they don't understand any of this and even worse they've defined what spam is this is great so because of course they've heard that spam is a problem so they're like okay we're going to eradicate spam and we're going to do that through legislation and here's how we're going to do it first we're going to identify what it is listen very closely they have a they're going to tell us what is spam and what isn't spam spam colon information transmitted in bulk over telecommunication networks as text, sound, image, tangible data used in a man-machine interface bearing indiscriminate advertising nature or having no meaningful message simultaneously or during a short, short period of time to a large number of particular addressees without prior consent of the addressee as in a recipient to receive this information or information of this nature. That is spam. Note, note, here it comes, spam should be distinguished from information of any type, advertisements, inclusive, transmitted over broadcasting networks. So what they're saying is, when they determine it's spam, it's spam, but when it's advertising, it's not spam. Well, there's more, well, no, I don't think that's what that said, but... I think it is. Spam should be distinguished should be distinguished from information of any type, such as advertising transmitted over networks. So what they're saying is that they spam said, is not they, advertising. Said advertising transmitted over broadcast networks. Um, over broad, let me read it again. No, of, no, of any type, advertisements inclusive, transmitted over broadcast networks. Well, I think they mean the same type of networks. No, no, they mean, they mean television. Hmm. Okay, I could be wrong then. Well, I don't think you're completely wrong, though. No, I still what what I think they're saying is, if it's advertising, it can't be spam. But if it's spam, it can never be advertising. No, no, I don't. I don't hear that at all. Okay, what do you hear? I hear that they are uh, trying to distinguish what they their crappy definition of spam with uh, broadcasting. Advertising, where you you turn on the television, and you get this. You, you don't want to see this thing, this ad for what you know, for tree manure or whatever. Uh, and how's that? In fact, that's the question. That's a philosophical question. That's I turn on the television. Is that spam or I'm, is that advertising? Exactly. Yeah, is that spam or is that advertising? I believe it to be spam. If, if one spam, the other should be spam. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind don't of the point think? I'm making. That's kind yeah, of that, the point. Well, that's not the point you're making, but it, it, it now it is, and I think it's a good point. But it's not a good thing. I mean, maybe we should, you know, maybe advertising just go by the wayside, and people should either support something or not support it with their own, you know, because advertising is designed to get your money. Well, I'm not anti-advertising. I think there's there's value to advertising. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't we wouldn't no, there is. We wouldn't know about certain products and services if there wasn't advertising. But okay, you know, so I'm not against it. I just don't see how it's uh, valuable for the programming that it fouls up. Have advertising channels. I yeah. still think that would work. By the way, yeah, advertising just a station channels? of Very nothing but ads. Yeah. yeah. It's called MTV. Are you bored? <laughs> Turn on K-Ad. CAD. You won't be bored for long. Well, it just plays nothing but ads. Just all the good ads from everyone. Some of them gratis. Yeah. Ow. 
too. So, um, yeah. Oh man, this. I'm just gonna. Okay. Re- I'm just. I'm just gonna reconnect for a second. I don't know if it's me or you. Who knows? Oops. Oops. I'm just. Oops. I'm just wondering. I don't. Hello. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's funny because when I reconnect, then the then the echo goes away. So it's all right. I'll just do it from time to time. Not a big deal. Okay. Here's. Uh, so there was another reason for the for the uh, right wing guys to uh, <coughs> led by Rick Santorum, by the way, uh, that that UN uh, disability thing. Oh, the uh, you mean oh. the, the the ratification of the treaty that that didn't yeah. happen? Yeah. Right. Rick Santorum has a disabled child, and there's no reason for him not to want this unless he found something in there. So what they decided, so Chris Matthews and his douchebag buddies brings in a guy, asks him a couple questions about why you would vote against this. The guy has a reasonable answer. Then Chris Matthews changes the subject (coughs) with an idiotic example. And then the guy tries to explain more. And the the other douchebag says, "Hey, you're changing the subject." And he never changed the subject. Chris Mas- Matthews did. I I can't watch this guy anymore. Look, the more control this we give, douchebags won. Into the UN, it's control we're taking, or we're losing U.S. sovereignty. Well, how's that but, work? But, but, but let me explain be clear. how that works. But first, no, all, explain in this case how that I'll, works. Let me give you it out in this case. Right. Okay, as you said before, in the U.S., we have made great progress with people with disabilities. Rick Santorum has a child who is a special need child with a disability, so he took a hard look at this legislation. And the problem is, this isn't as Bob said. Bob was doing pretty good till this point, but he's wrong on this. This isn't where they're going to take U.S. standards and then apply it worldwide. This is saying that we're going to put the U.N. in control. Many countries who have terrible how. human... Name how. Stop ma- using generalizations. Well, let me give you Name one. what's going to happen. Get, the U.N. would get to, under this treaty, decide what is considered a person with a disability. Not the U.S. The U.N. would do that. So a lot of families with people with disabilities and family members with disability were very nervous that what this ultimately was going to do was let the UN and countries with terrible human rights record decide who is disabled this and is how that's going to affect the question. Obviously, that because of the definition. What, what would they do? Would they go into the homes in Pennsylvania or Virginia, <laughs> Rick Santorum's house, oh, go well, into where he teaches his kids, and these are helicopters from somewhere out of the country coming into where? How would they get in our country to do this? The problem with U.S. UN treaties. America lives up to their promises, and their agreements, and their treaties. You just Other shifted the argument. Don't. You just shifted the argument. Chris asked I, you a question. I, I, I'm just, Are they going to go into Rick that. Santorum's house so, and tell him he can't homeschool his kids? Well, no. I, this is no. Not- you know, I think we have to have a new rule. I think the new rule is no more Chris Matthews clips. This guy makes me so angry. It's really annoying. He steps on. He brings somebody on to explain their position. Steps all over them. Talks on top of them. Yeah, but it's all unbelievable. No, but all I'm seeing is just I'm, it's MSNBC, right? I'm just MSNBC. It's just there's it, there's no reason for its existence anymore. Never been a reason for its existence. Well, yeah, it was. Is to get Obama elected. And to incite racism, and to incite all kinds of hatred, and to polarize the entire country. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the job. 
I think it's going to be taken over by current TV. <laughs> yes, we need more chunk. More chunk. Meanwhile, I mean, chunk is over there, and so is Granholm, and so is some other. What's her? Joy Behar now? She's over there. <laughs> yeah, how does she get a show there? <laughs> I don't know how she gets a show anywhere. <laughs> so she's over there. They're all over there. They're all really moving bad. to current, and it's the same crap. And the current, the guys in MSNBC are blowing it. Well, by the way, well, I mean, let's finish. They got Toure has his own show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And this guy, and he's horrible, by oh. the way. I, I had so, a, I had a clip from him that I didn't even want to put on because again it was him inciting racial hatred. It's just that's all I hear from these people. So Fox, I think, are rejiggering their entire uh, babe babarama completely. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in brunettes, Uh-oh. good ones, good looking ones. Oh, okay. All right. They're they're moving a bunch of the blondes out. They've gotten rid of a couple of their pundits. Are gonna, they're not using them. In fact, it's apparently Carl Rove and Dick Morris have been oh, put on the blacklist. Yeah. Oh, that's just... <sighs> no, it's because... It's you know, because the Democrats are restructuring the whole operation. You <laughs> yeah. watch. M- more, more democratic nature. Yeah, please. Exactly. Yeah, just, just more. Just more of it. Well, in that, in that regard, I'm really glad I'm gone for a little while. My goodness. I don't miss any of that. Yeah, here's a, here's a perfect example uh, of some douchebaggery at work, and how funny it is, and how how people don't even realize how sick how sick the whole system is when it comes to who's going to be ambassador. In Vogue, a report this morning that the president could appoint Vogue's famed editor in chief Anna Wintour to be his next ambassador to England or France. More on what could be a very fashionable decision today. This is not unusual, Savannah. You cover Washington. You know that this is part of the job. I think something like thirty percent of appointees to ambassadorships are political. It's a reward for people who raise a lot of money. Yes, and this, I mean, either France or the UK would be considered the plummiest of plum yes, assignments. that's wow. the one to have. She nice raised place, more than right? $500,000 for his campaign, so we need well, to get on the ball. Ch- if we had started chipping in. Going, so we can get in that residence. Well, what the heck? I'd like to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should make Anna Wintour ambassador to Libya and put her in Benghazi. Uh, or, or Nairobi, uh, Kenya. It's, it really is unbelievable how the, it does actually happen. I mean, you you become an ambassador after you raise a lot of money, and she and, um, what's her name, uh, old uh, Tickle Toes there, um, Sarah Jessica Parker, they raise a lot of money. And do you think she'll actually become the ambassador to the, to, to the U.K.? Could be. It wouldn't surprise me. Wow. He doesn't like working. You know, the Vanity Fair is, and the whole publishing company that owned them well, she's has Vogue. been sold she, to advance. She's, she's Vogue. She's not Vanity Fair. She's Vogue. She's still a big shot. But, they, but the budget, it's not like it used to be. In the olden days, before advanced publishing took over all these operations, they used to be just a limitless expense account. Well, it's like old-fashioned publishing used to be in the 30s. You know, they would give you all the money you needed to make a splash. Now there's a penny pinching. And she's just, she can go get back into her unlimited budget by becoming the ambassador to uh, England. <laughs> Seriously, she just likes this. She's a party girl. Yeah. Never smiles. Yeah. If she's, you know, she's like, I think she's, she looks she's pretty young, but I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she's 83. <laughs> hey, hey, by uh, the way, I want to mention before we uh, wrap, uh, as we're starting to do, uh, I do have an end of show clip okay, that I want to explain. All right. 
I have Carl Levin, that same thing where he goes and he says, I like to amend the bill and blah, blah, blah. You know, this boring thing that we played last show um, or a couple of shows ago. Uh, Carl Levin is at the end. He said, Senate doing the end of Senate business or they're passing oh, quick right, legislation. Right. Yeah, where they, yeah, where they the do a, a million different things. Yeah, 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 of course. Nurses yeah. home yeah, week yeah, yeah. and all this bullshit. I've decided to sweeten it. Now, because I think they could actually make it interesting if they if they would practice what I did. And that is literally just adding a few bells and whistles, not gunshots necessarily. There is one in there. Uh, but bells and whistles and a music soundtrack. And I want to credit the Bohunks, who are a Holland band that uh, have have pretty much taken everything from a, this this famous symphony uh, composer, Ferd Grofe, I think is how you pronounce his name, who did, if you've ever been to Disneyland in Anaheim, they have the, the Grand Canyon Suite plays on the train ride. That, the, he wrote that. But the guy also wrote all the little jingles and ditties for Laurel and Hardy and our gang and those kinds of things, which the Bohunks have, have found the scores of, and they've actually made all these. They've made a bunch of clips that you can use. And I just want to think people should go and get Bohunks albums. But this is, to me, is the, uh, would improve C-SPAN a lot. Well, I think in general the, the, we should uh, we should consider sweetening all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Just to make it more entertaining. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. They, <laughs> they try to do that on CNN. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right, everybody. Uh, we're going to uh, get some equipment and uh, see if we can uh, improve some of the connectivity and whatever it was uh, that was going on during this show. Apologies for some of the distortions. But know that we are here gallantly fighting against all evil in the world, essentially with a rubber knife. <laughs> At least that's what it felt like to me. Not essentially. <laughs> yeah, a rubber knife and a compass. So coming to you from uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands uh, here in uh, Amsterdam, nowhere near Rotterdam. In the morning to you, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, which is also nowhere near Rotterdam, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday right here on No Agenda. that the Globachar Amendment, which is at the desk, be agreed to. The bill is amended, be read a third time and passed. The motions to reconsider be considered, made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. And any statements relating to the measure be printed at the appropriate place in the record as if read. Without objection. Mr. President, I ask unanimous consent that the Health Committee be discharged from further consideration of SRES 600. The Senate proceed to its immediate consideration. Senate Resolution 600, supporting the goals and ideals of American Diabetes Month. Without objection, the committee is discharged and the Senate will proceed to the measure. I further ask, uh, Mr. President, that the resolution be agreed to, the amendment to the preamble, which is at the desk, be agreed to, the preamble is amended, be agreed to, the motions to reconsider be considered, made, and laid on the table with no intervening action or debate, and that any amendments relating to the measure be printed at the appropriate place in the record as if read. Without objection. I now ask unanimous consent, Mr. President, that the Senate proceed to consideration of SRS 603, which was submitted earlier today. Clerk report. 
Senate Resolution 603, designating the week of November 26 through November 30, 2012, as National Nurse Managed Health Clinic Week. Without objection, the Senate will proceed to the measure. I ask unanimous consent that the resolution be agreed to, the preamble be agreed to, the motion to reconsider be laid out on the table with no intervening action or debate in any relation. The best podcast in the universe. Oh, eat me, Hillary Clinton. Dvorak.org slash N-A.